Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. We have a great show uh, planned today. We have Andre Feely on the phone. We have yes. Javier Mendez on the phone. Yes. Matt Sings. You love it, don't you? Yep. Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he hurt him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Yeah, sometimes I snap my way into it. By the way, these these keto or keto treats that Matt brings. Matt is such a good gift and treat bringer. Yes, I am. I'm trying to eat healthy. I worked out today. It's obvious to everyone. My arms are bulging. And, well, um, well not maybe necessarily bulging, but they're there. I see veins, Jimmy. Oh, come on. Thanks, Matt. It's to my head. You look good. And um, you bring in these. I, I ate very poorly today because I'm starving, so I was eating nuts and uh, an RX bar and, and some soup, which is very high sodium. But you brought in these amazing, what are they called? Those cheddar things? I could, I could literally eat a bag of those. They're um, some kind of cheddar things. But Jimmy, Thank you, Matt. what I really want to tell you, though, is that I've been eating this cauliflower pizza like it's going out of style. And the best one to date, Jimmy, the best one to date, I'm going to tell you, Jimmy, you're, gonna, you can't, you're not going to believe it. Phil's Pizzeria in Massapequa, Long Island. That's, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. I'll go there one time. And it's two. And I'll have some cauliflower pizza. Oh, wait. What are you talking about? I want to go there. Oh, you want to go there? Yes. And have cauliflower pizza on the house. Jim, well, what are you talking about? I just figured he'd, he'd give it to me. Well, if you go with me, Jimmy, I know people. Do you get it? I'll pay for you. No, I'm not you. that guy. But, Jimmy, it's so good. No one is. They do the olivaca sauce with it, like the drunken Sicilian. Wow. <laughs> I'm actually. Do you, my mouth, is that disgusting? Is that are you, you going to have it again? Why'd you look that? Do I look fat? No. I haven't trained in a bit. <laughs> you look good. Let's get to some MMA news, guys. Yes. Are we on the air? Yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> it's uh, it's so good, though. I love it. I love that. But I feel like I've eaten too much salt. It's a fucking game changer. It is. But let's get back oh. to uh, put your belly down. Put Can't your shirt down. Can't help it. Can't Can we talk about the style bender? What are we, what are we diving well, into? Well, Robert Whitaker was a no show. He decided he didn't want to fight, he was tired. Yes, uh, he no, said I'm he kidding. was tired. Officially. He's a tough motherfucker, man. He had, uh, I guess, a collapsed bowel and intestine. I don't know what does that happen training or is that genetic? I don't know much. I'm guessing it's a training injury. Yeah, I mean, they were saying that it happened. That it's extremely rare what Sorry. he had to have both of these things happen at the same time—an internal, uh, like intestinal hernia and the collapsed bowel. But yeah, I mean, he probably sustained it at some point training, and he, he must have had it for a while. He just didn't realize. and kept fighting through it. Yeah, thank God he got sick the night before. He cut the weight. 
and uh, he was throwing up all of the water he was trying to, you know, rehydrate or whatever, and he couldn't keep anything in his stomach. So the doctors looked at him, and he was in intense abdominal, uh, abdominal pain. They took him to the hospital. I guess Chris said they just admitted him. They like, you have to get this done now. Yeah. And he wanted to fight, obviously. Oh, yeah, of course he animal, did. But he they said, didn't they say something like if he would have fought and got hit in the belly, he could have died or something? 100%. It could have wow, been fatal. Yeah. Well, That's really good that that didn't happen. He's a very, very tough guy. He wouldn't have said a word. He would have fought through it. Yeah. Uh, he would have got kicked in the stomach. I mean, what a nightmare. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, it's, it, it's unfortunate that a fight that everybody was looking forward to got canceled, but I'm glad it happened this way because I like yeah, him. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, shoot. Nobody wants to see a, a disaster. No. You know? Well, I'm happy that he's 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 healing. I mean, what they say recovery time? Did they say anything? I mean, they're saying four to six weeks. He actually posted a video. If you go to his Instagram, you could he kind of like talks to the fans and kind of explains what happened. But they're saying four to six weeks before he can get back to training and whatever. We'll see. I mean, that might be a little uh, quick, but you never know. Yeah, <clears throat> and then they'll fight again whenever they can. Yeah, I guess whenever he's healed up and ready. Put, I'm sorry. Put the fight card on. That just was over the weekend. Could you put that up there, please? Yes. Yeah. It was, yeah, let's start uh, from the beginning and see how we yeah, did on our picks. We, well, I didn't mean we don't have to rush into it. You want to? We can. We have, to, we have uh, Javier Mendez calling in oh. and Andre Feely is calling in. No, we don't have to rush into it. No, I'm in no rush. Andre Feely, he likes um, comic books. He so does. I wanted, I wanted to see if he saw the Spider Verse. I was a little, I was a little upset that because the last time we talked to uh, the CM Punk prior to the to the last episode that he's on he was talking how much he liked the the, the what was it the was it Guardians of the Galaxy we were talking about comic book movies so I was so excited to talk about the Spider-Verse cuz it was so great and then uh, he's like nah I don't like the animation stuff I'm like ah I'm like all right I yeah else. some people I had so trying. many follow up questions <laughs> yeah no I <laughs> about stuff that nobody cares about but me Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, I think you're right, Jimmy, about what you said. Why, we I, were talking before on, before we got on air. Yes, we Jimmy. were. And I said that, uh, you know, <laughs> Jimmy, that Javier, Javier uh, <clears throat> Mendez, the great Javier Mendez, the, the, the head coach yes. over at uh, AKA, is calling in. I'm like, oh, wow, he's 48. I, I always felt like he was older. I'm like, I'm, I'm 44. I'm like, and then Jimmy just goes, well, you're, <laughs> Jimmy, I said you're very, because you said that, uh, <laughs> You, you said, uh, well, how come I feel like he's older than me or whatever? Well, like, first of all, I didn't say it like a, like no, a little no, no, but you said scared like, child. No, no, you said I feel like he's... Uh, <laughs> grown up? Grown know. up. And I said, uh, yeah, because you're immature. I know, you said it so funny. Very immature. and But that's okay. <laughs> I mean, Matt is surprised and said, what do you like doing? Uh, you know, I got to do a, a, a look at a comic book and I want to I wanna put on my fucking magical headset and pretend I'm playing tennis on Mars. Eat pizza. <laughs> yeah, and eat pizza. That's what he talked about is pizza. I had a good time playing the vibe. Oh, my God. God, oh my goodness. But I'm saying it's, it's not a bad thing to be immature. Me. I, it's not a bad thing. It keeps you thing? no no not at all. It keeps you young. Oh responsible. Yeah, of course you're responsible. Okay. So am I. I mean you walk into my house, I pay my bills, there's all black. You know what I'm doing right now? I took my giant fucking kiss poster yeah, yeah. to the uh uh to the, the, the I'm having it reframed. I can't wait every night I'm looking at where my poster's gonna be. Oh. I can't wait to hang my new Makes you happy. Dude, it's all I'm thinking about. It's a lot yeah. of money to get it reframed, too. It's, it's from the side of the bus from 1978. That's pretty cool. It's the well, you best. probably have a nice, clean apartment or something. If I was a mess, I, I was a, my, my listen. Inside of my asshole, that's a mess. I'm a mess. Why would Jimmy? I say that? <laughs> you I'm say? sorry. Is that something Jesus. gross? But anyway, yes, you're right, Jimmy. I am sl I am slightly immature. You're a man child. I'm a, I'm, I'm a 
I'm a bit of a man child, Jimmy. Yeah. I might have played that. I might have been in that vibe all day. <laughs> I say in because it's like the Oasis. I played that game all day long. Yeah. It was so much fun, Jimmy. Yeah. And yet, well, it's the lob- I go <laughs> to the lobby. It's a, like a four-minute wait. I take the headset off. I'm kissing my kids. I'm hanging with the fam. Yeah, of course. And then I walk over five feet. I put that headset on. I still hear them. I could click the little head thing up. I go, oh, really? What happened? Oh, you do a headstand. And then I go back. And I get some I buy get some bodies, man. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I, I just picture yeah, I mean, the kids running over with some water in between rounds. Well, actually, sometimes I go, listen, because I stand up during it a lot. But sure you do. There's times I need to camp. So I need to like, listen, I'm not a young buck. We all know that. So I go, hey, oh, Sophie. I go, get a get a chair for daddy. So she comes in. I got the headset on. They slide it right behind me. <laughs> and I sit right down. I'm in, and I'm comfortable. Jimmy, it's so much fun. I know it is. Next time you come over, you're going to play him. What if you? Can I would watch? like to try it. I mean, I'm very addicted. But what's wrong? But my, my listen, playing video. What's wrong with me playing video games? Is it cooler if I was doing online poker? I guess so, right? No, no video games cool? are fine. No, I mean it's worse. Yeah. I'm only saying. That here's the reality. You are going to look at other guys in your age group <laughs> as as adults, quote unquote, because you don't think like that. Like, yeah, yeah. you're a good father, you're a husband, you pay your yes. bills. Oh, sure. Yeah. But I mean, like, this, the enjoyment and the silliness yeah. of it. It's yes. a silly... I'm a silly, silly boy. You like to have fun, and you like I to do, go out Jimmy. and goof off with your friends. Look what you do. You come here. Oh, Jimmy. You fuck around with us. You hang out in your, your gym. You like all the guys you work with. You're fighting, but you're still hanging out on your own schedule. Oh, yeah. You're going with, with Dana... Hey, we're gonna ride a bull and oh. eat fucking pizza and have a beer. Like, oh, that's work. Man. Well, now we gotta find some gluten free pizza. That something's gotta yeah. change. Yeah. So, and wherever you're going you know. with Dana, I know that I wanna go to the next one. Well, I don't know if it's put out there. It hasn't but been. When are you doing it? I'm doing it sometime in, in March. I, right, well, I, I want believe. First class and I didn't tell my. I didn't. I didn't tell anybody yet. Yeah. So that I'm going away. So Talk don't, to the don't get me in trouble. I want first class accommodations, <laughs> and I will do it. We got so much to talk about, Jimmy. You understand, Jimmy? Uh huh. Before wait, is how are we call. Yeah, I was, I was just gonna say I'm gonna call him right now. All right, we'll and then we'll get into the fights. Yep. I was wrong with that Jimmy Croup, by the way. Yeah. I, I thought Sam Alvey's I did experience. Well, no, you picked Jimmy Croup. No, I picked Sam Alvey. Well, there's some controversy with that, which we can talk about. Too, I picked but. Sam Alvey. Well, yeah. As far as if it was stopped prematurely, yeah. <clears throat> I picked. I got to see it again. To be honest, you know, I love that. Is this Javier song. Mendez? Yes. Hello, sir. You're talking to uh, Jim Norton and Matt Serra on UFC Unfiltered. How are you? Hey, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Very good. Good, buddy. I guess you guys know each other pretty well. Yeah, man. Of course. I'm just a fan. Uh, Javi, how are you, buddy? How's things? Yeah, things are good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good. Do you ever miss fighting? Because everybody knows you as a coach. And I don't, unless they know your background, like I do, you were you know, a world champion. The P, do you, you miss yeah. it at all? No. <laughs> that, that, that's it? <laughs> no. no, no. I, you know, I, I, I love hitting people, but I don't like getting hit. I hated that shit. <laughs> do you even, you don't even spar no more? You don't mess around with it? Hell no. I'm with oh, you with no. that. Oh, fuck that. I ain't doing that. I'll tell you. I'll tell you, <laughs> Javi. Since I got done fighting, I have not sparred. Literally, I haven't sparred one day. I'll do pad work. I like the workout. And I do jujitsu. I love jujitsu. But I have not taken any more um, withdrawals out of that bank. You know what I mean? I don't blame yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, 
people think that, you know, <laughs> that we must like to get hit. Oh, yeah. bullshit. <laughs> we all like to get hit. Yeah, I guess good fighters hate getting hit, and that's why you're good fighters, because you're avoiding it. I mean, that was Ali's thing. He couldn't go backwards fast enough or move his head fast enough. Yeah, I don't know about that. I just know I just didn't like getting hit. <laughs> you know, I, I, I hated it. But did you enjoy so, fighting? Did you enjoy the competition? And I, I enjoyed the winning. I enjoyed yeah. the conquering. I enjoyed that. That was that was a big rush. You know, that that was a huge rush. But you know, I didn't enjoy getting hit. I didn't enjoy losing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely, I definitely enjoyed the competition. I definitely enjoyed winning. Did you enjoy? Sorry, Matt. Did you enjoy the train? Some guys love training, and then you talk to some guys that just don't enjoy it. Did you enjoy the, the getting ready for a fight in camp? Yeah, that that was pretty cool. Getting in shape, feeling great, feeling like you're invincible. No, it was awesome. Now, when you were training, you're, when you were training, when you were fighting, did you always know that eventually you were going to be a coach, or is that just how'd you how'd that happen? That was by accident, man. I, I always thought I was going to go back to real estate, and uh, I just uh, I just started teaching people on the side just so I can, uh, you know, focus more on the training myself and not have to do real estate. And, you know, one thing led to another. Before you know it, I'm, I'm having a ton of people coming around wanting lessons from me. And, you know, Scott Coker had a gym, and he was my instructor, taekwondo instructor, and he he asked me if I wanted to take over his place because he was moving two doors down. I said sure. So and that's how it all started. It was it was purely by accident. I didn't want to be a coach. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's funny. We've met a few guys uh, in MMA who do real estate. And what was like was it, that was just what your job was before, or what you thought you'd go back into because you liked it, or because it was the only way to make money? Oh no, I liked real estate. It's just I wasn't good at it. You aren't <laughs> good at it. Oh, hell no, I wasn't good. I was out there playing basketball, doing whatever, instead of selling homes and or doing, like, sitting at uh, open homes. I never did that. I did that one time after I said, this blows. I ain't doing this no more. You know, I, I, I was basically just around the office waiting for cold calls to come in, or, you know, I didn't solicit areas. I mean, I was, I was a horrible agent. I mean, I was good. <laughs> but I was horrible at getting business. How much did you hate guys? Because I'm sure there were people who ran you around, looked at a bunch of houses and stayed in touch and went back and looked at the house on and on and on and then finally didn't buy. How irritating was that? That was okay, you know, because I, at least I had people I, that there was potential buyers. So I was fine eventually. It was my job to find them the home. So I was cool with that. Okay. You know, it, I was, I'm looking at the list of, the, of all the guys that you worked with, and then it just came back to me. You cornered BJ Penn when I fought him ages ago, no? Uh, gonna, yes or no? Uh, yeah. I don't remember. I don't think I, so. You cornered so many people. I don't blame you for not remembering. Yeah, that, I, yeah, mean, no, I, trained, yeah. I started BJ out. I trained him for a bit, for about two years. Uh, man, I trained so many people. I don't even know who the hell I trained, to be honest with you. When did you realize that you were good at it? Because look at all the champions you have. Yeah, Luke, and, Khabib, I mean, Cain Velasquez. You, you said you fell upon it. I mean, did you just... Were, were you, like, even your, like, your teaching methods. Like, is that stuff you came about on your own or through your training? I, it, it was through my training, a lot of my own, and a lot of by screwing up, you know? I think, you know, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. We screw up. We go, oh, shit, I can't do that when I train someone because you did it yourself, you know? 100%. And you make mistakes, and then and then you got great coaches. Like, you have Ray Longo, you know, he's a great coach, and Thanks. they tell you things, and you you learn from them, you know? And I had a great coach, and uh, Pops Carvalho, you know, and, and a few other guys that were great, you know? And, and uh, so I learned from them, but I learned a lot on my own, too. Now, let me ask you, how, now, when I look at 
Kane's fight coming up with Francis. And then I look at Francis's last fight with uh, Curtis Blades. with Curtis. Yes, and Curtis is a, is a is a good. He's a different fighter, obviously, than than Kane. But you, he's gonna have a. He had this. He had this similar game plan to make sure. like you're gonna strike and get a hold of him. And he's very good at the takedowns, also. How nervous are you gonna be when they, they that they that when that bell rings? <laughs> Have I'm gonna be really nervous, man, because the, the, I wanted the Nangano that fought Derek Lewis. God, God's sake! Right. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it! Why couldn't we get that guy? No, now, now we got a more pumped up Nangano yes. who's been in the world title fight situation and blew it, blew it there, and then he choked big time with Derek. Then he comes back and he destroys a great fighter. You yeah. know, well, not necessarily great, but a guy that could be great. Uh, you know, Curtis Blade could be a great fighter, but he's a good fighter, and he destroyed him. So I'm like, you know, for us, it's like I always say, it's the most dangerous fight for Kane. I, I don't care about anybody else. I mean, of course, we'll never fight D.C. So D.C., outside of D.C., this is the next toughest challenge for Kane. It's it's very, it's similar in a, in a sense to the JDS fights where, you know, chances are if Kane gets a hold of him, I feel yeah. once he gets one single leg, one takedown, I think... It's trouble. I think it gets to the second round. It's just a different fight. It, it, it's all the threats. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Francis is always a threat. Sure, but it's cut in half. You know what I mean? Because uh, that's how exhausting Kane is on people. What I find really not to get all over the place. What I find really fascinating is that DC is such an amazing fighter and champion, and he's considered one of the greatest ever. And if you hear him talk about Kane. With their training, he he 100% says Kane is the best. Yeah. What, what could you say about that and their training together, uh, Javi? Um, well, it's kind of really fun watching them train together. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I'll, I'll tell you how competitive DC is. One day I wanted to see DC's mind and, and work his mind. So I, so I tell I tell DC, you know, Kane's going to take you down. And he goes, what? I go, Kane's going to take you down. And when you're sparring, he goes, he ain't taking you down. I go, yeah, he's going to take you down. Right, and I knew I wanted to see what DC would do. And she goes, "Oh no, he ain't taking me down." They sparred. You know what? Kane didn't take him down. <laughs> he, oh. did not, he did not take DC down in the sparring. <laughs> he's like, you, and he's looking at me like I told you. <laughs> I said, I hey, do you know how much reach is Kane giving up? Oh, I'm sorry. How much reach is he giving up to Ngannou? Do you know? I have no idea. I probably <laughs> a mile. I don't know. <laughs> God looks like got huge, long arms, man. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I know we're giving. A lot in power. You are, yeah. But and this is a, an amazing fight for Kane to take uh, coming back after such a long layoff. Um, I'm, I'm guessing his health and everything is good. Yeah, it's it's great. He's uh, he's actually, believe it or not, he's stronger than he's ever been. Uh, he hits he hits pretty good. His speed's always good. His cardio is is off the charts, as we know. Um, his mentality is a number one thing, and he 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 wants it. He he really wants to get back in the game and and uh, uh, prove he can dominate again. So you know it's a great step. It's a, it's a big challenge, you know. And the thing about Kane is he doesn't choose his opponents. He doesn't. He never cares. I care though because I want the easiest fight to, sure. to the world. <laughs> to the you know? Yeah, it's actually a, it's a six inch. Uh, our guy looked it up. A six inch advantage. And um, can you give any kind of an update on on Khabib's suspension? Uh, from what I know, from talking to Habib, he's he pretty much very loyal to his guys. And um, the thing about the suspension is he, he doesn't care. 
He's like, whatever, you guys. They want me to come back and, and do an anti-bullying thing. He was the one being bullied. He's not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Screw them. He's, that's his attitude. He ain't going to fight for him. He says he's not going to fight in, in Vegas. And for me, that sucks because I love gambling. But shit, <laughs> you know, got to stick, stick with what he wants. And, you know, he, he says he won't come back until his guys are off to suspension. And I, I kind of have to agree with that. You know, he's sticking to his guys because all they did was try to defend him. And if anybody should have got suspended a year, it should have been him, not not his not his uh, teammates that went there to try to help. For God's sake, his cousin didn't do anything but try to jump over the cage, and he gets you know Connor sucker punches him. And what does he do? He just defends himself. So now you're in trouble for that much time. <coughs> right? Uh, yeah, it's just it doesn't make sense at all. It's bullshit. Yeah, it doesn't. I just doesn't. It doesn't look good when the guy. Um when he jumped over and when he hit Connor from behind. And believe, and first of all, let me tell you. That part, that part I don't advocate at all. Yeah, that, that's that. I think if it wasn't for that, that, that's really what put it over the edge. But I agree 100%. I said it last week. I felt that uh, Khabib was the one getting bullied. I felt they broke him in a sense where he held everything into the fight and then Connor just taps out and he, he still had some more in him. He's like, that's it? You're, yeah. saying, you're saying uncle? You're done? And it's like now yeah. it's time to be the tough. I don't know. I, don't get me. <laughs> I get started on it. People think I'm anti-Connor. You're, you're 100% correct on yeah. that. That's what happened. And, you know, and I, I was training Habib for two months out about, yeah. okay, he's going to come after your dad. He's going to come after your family. He's going to come after your country. Yeah. I expect all of this because that's what he does. He touches all the buttons. And mm. I thought he was going to come after me, but I wasn't sure because I'm thinking, well, shit, I don't really – I, there's really nothing to come after me for. So I'm thinking, eh, I, 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 but I was ready for him coming after me too. But but realistically, it would have looked stupid coming after me. There's really nothing bad you can say about me. You know, it really wasn't. Well, I, I looked at the whole scenario, you know. Well, uh, and, and was Habib uh, prepared for that at all? Because he seemed like it really got to him. And I understand it's a very personal stuff. But knowing that going in and knowing you're going to fight Conor and knowing, I mean, the disadvantage to it is it's, it's insulting. And it's enraging. The advantage is it, it probably puts in another, you know, God knows how many more pay-per-views because people either want to see Conor win or see him get his ass kicked. So was Habib prepared for that at all mentally, even though you had talked about it? He was as prepared as he could be, to be honest with you. I don't know anybody else that would have held it together like he did. I probably wouldn't have. If I was a fighter and, and I was fighting him, I probably would have attacked him at the press conference and all that just because of all the things he was saying. And, you know, wouldn't let you talk and, and just keep talking, you know, calling your dad a rat, calling your dad a, you know, a terrorist. I mean, you know, he loves his dad. His dad's everything to him, sure. you know, so... That was a big sore subject, and and uh, you know it, you know you can't ever do nothing about it. That I wish fighters would just have a, a rule of thumb to stay away from those three subjects. You know, I just don't think that family, you know, religion and and, and country are are things you should ever, as a fighter, you know, you should you should not talk about those things. And I think all fighters should, you know. But of course, it's a free country; you can do what you want. Sure. It's just so very low. Cl- I'm sorry. It. I was just gonna say it's very low class. It's just very low class. I don't care how much money you make. You could be a millionaire how many times over, but you, you, it just shows it's very low class to talk about somebody's family. And you know what I mean? Innocent people. And then you know, I just think it's just a real like a dirtbag thing to do. Personally, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I, I wish people wouldn't do it, but you know, they, it doesn't matter what you and I think, Matt. They're no. going to still do it. That's just, and they're allowed to. So, and they're never going to be able to. Uh, no one's ever going to be able to put stop to that because of the freedom of speech. So, you know, you can't stop it. No way. Yeah, it seems like I guess there are certain things that that just get to everybody. The only one who seems like he wasn't really offended by anything was Nate. He didn't seem like any of it got to him. But everyone else, like Josie Aldo, you could see, I mean, he came in in 13 seconds. He got he was so angry at Connor. 
So there is something strategic to it, I guess, when it works. Oh, no, no. No, it worked. It was a good uh, strategic plan. That's why I, as soon as I knew we had the match, that's why every day I talked to him. Every day, two or three times a day, I would say, what's going to happen? What's he going to do? Yes, coach. Yes, coach. And then, so, you know, like, for instance, uh, the press conference, right? Habib says, coach, what do you think? I'm going to show up like a professional on time. If this guy does not show up at the, after 50 minutes while I'm doing my talk, I'm leaving. And I said, good because I, this is not about him. I'm doing my responsibility. He wants to be unprofessional. He can do that. And that's what, exactly what happened. You know, Connor showed up late and I beat the bus. And uh, what, what, what do you think about the fine that they gave? Uh, that seemed like a, Habib, a, a, a little bit steep, the fine that they gave him in Vegas. I think they did that, and I think it's unfair, and I think they did that to show a president that don't do that. And, and you know, okay, I get that part. You can't, you can't jump over the fence because, it, it, you know, that's bad. You know, so I'm not going to condone that. I can't. You know, we were definitely Habib was wrong on that. I just, everything they did up to that point, you know, how they handled it, I, I think they handled it wrong. They wanted to send a strong message, so they used Habib as the, as, as the GOAT on that one. You know, scapegoat, you know, it's like, hey, you're the, you're the guinea pig we're going to do this on. So uh, I don't think they did it right. I think punishing them, yes, I think all that. and uh, But but how they did it, and uh, I, I, I just think nobody got hurt. It got broken up within, what, 30, 40 seconds? Yeah. Was, you know, and nobody got hurt. Was Connor uh, a little more effective on the ground defensively than you guys thought he would be? Did he do a little better on the ground than you anticipated? I thought he was going to do as good as he did. I, he actually did better. Their game plan was better than I thought. Uh, they came out with a really good game plan. And uh, instead of waiting for us to come at him, which was what we were waiting for, he came at us. And we were prepared for that, too, but not as much. We worked more on the counter, uh, the counter defense that Connor was going to throw at us. And he didn't. He, he came at us. So that was really good on Connor's part, uh, I, I thought. And, and I still think that guy's a great fighter. Uh, you know, he's a great fighter. Sure. Uh, and, and so I knew we were up against a great fighter. Yeah, I think sometimes people, uh, because he talks so much, people, the same mistake they made with Ali, where they, they, he talks so much that he's not an effective fighter, but he, he is a good fighter. Um, yeah, and it's, it's the same thing like I was saying with Al, you know, freaking Al, it's like when we got Al, everybody was, oh, you got Al, and I go, well, you guys don't understand, that's the toughest matchup we could have gotten. Al, Al's no joke, and, and I said that, and, and I'm so glad that he, that, that he showed everybody that he is the legit thing, you know, Al's no joke. You know, oh, and he thanks, proved man. it. Yeah, no, I I love Al, and I'll tell you right now, you got me thinking. If he ever got that fight with uh, with Connor, like I hope he does, oh, I'd be fucking attacked. I'd, I'd be crucified. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Connor would attack me. There'd be short, fat, bald guy jokes oh, all day he'd long. Come after, yeah, <laughs> he, he'd, I think you'd be the one he attacked. A hundred percent. I'd go eight mile on him though. I would do like Eminem yeah. and Eight Mile. I'd just be like, yeah, I'm fat, I'm bald, I eat pizza. I just go that route. You cauliflower pizza. Well, I do eat cauliflower. <laughs> hey, Javi, you ever tried cauliflower pizza? <laughs> no. It's, listen to me. Hey, buddy. First of all, I've been doing gluten-free. <laughs> listen, he might want to know this, guys. Cause I sure. Because you diet on and off like I do, Javi. Um, yeah. The cauliflower pizza, dude, I'm telling you right now, it's a game changer. And there's certain gluten-free pastas that are fucking delicious, like the Ronzoni. I'll tell you next time I see you. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want to bore everybody, but it's so good. Yeah. Try the cauliflower pizza. And All right. I, yeah, I wanted to ask you too. Uh, now, if Habib decides in solidarity to sit out, what are your thoughts on them possibly doing an interim title fight? I mean, I don't. I mean, I think Tony Ferguson has got to be next in line. So, who even fights 
for an interim belt. You don't make Ferguson fight for it again. I mean, has that been spoken about at all? Or is that something you worry about? Uh, no, I don't worry about it. The UFC is the boss. They always make the right decisions for the company, not necessarily for the fighters, but they make the right decisions for the company. And because of the one-year suspension and historically what they've always done, they're going to do an interim title. And, I mean, honestly, you can't do an interim title without Tony being involved in it, at least asking Tony if he wants to fight for the interim title. And then this is the way I look at it. It would probably be Dustin and Tony for the interim title, if not Al. Al and Dustin for if, if Tony declines, I think Al and and uh, you know and uh, which one calls should be fighting for the Poirier. title. Like now, Dustin, yeah. now do you see? But you see Tony as the next logical fight for Habib. Yeah, if you're looking at if you're looking at it from a point of a sports, yeah, they're hands down. It has to be Tony. But if you're looking at it from from a prize fighting, no, he's not because he won't make the most money. But he he deserves it from a sports. Uh, point of view, if you know what I'm saying. Well, who do you see then? If it's, if not Tony, who do you see? Well, for me, you got to understand it's a prize fight, right? Sure. So we're always looking for the biggest prize fight. I mean, who's the biggest prize fight for Daniel Cormier? Brock Lesnar. So who do I want? Brock Lesnar. So who's the biggest prize fight for for Habib again? For me, and I'm not speaking for Habib because Habib doesn't uh, sure. doesn't think like I do. I'm I'm thinking Conor rematch only because I think that that'll do great numbers again, and so it's a lot of money for him. So I look at it from that point of view. But from from the point of who deserves the title shot, sure. you know, it's it's, it's definitely Tony. Well, has now now has Habib said he did not want to fight Conor again? I appreciate you being honest about that. that that's the fight you'd like to see him take because it's definitely the biggest money fight. Went into the fourth round, which is better than a lot of people thought Connor would do. Um, I mean, do, has he spoken about that, or has he indicated that he might be open for that? He has, from everything he said, he does, he doesn't deserve it. So, so he's not he's not he's not down with the Connor thing from what what from what I read and what he's kind of indicated to me. But would he be willing to fight a guy like a guy like a Ferguson who does is the deserving uh, contender for a lot less money yeah. than he would get for Connor? Yes, he would because he's not about the money. Okay, he, 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 he is. An, uh, uh, I am. Ali is for sure. But no, no, not Habib. Not Habib. No. Now, do you have any updates on Luke Rockhold? Um, uh, not nah, just that you know he's happier being two hundred five pounder and and uh, you know when you got a happy Luke, a hungry Luke. I mean, you got a very dangerous Luke. How do you think he's going to? Perf- I mean, obviously you're his coach, but co- has he ever competed at heavyweight before? Well, only in the gym. He spars DC all the time. He spars the Dane all the time. So I can tell you he'll do well. I meant light heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. I'll tell you. Well, I'm, I'm interested to see. You've seen all these other guys that are fighting at their more natural weight doing well. You know, Whitaker, Gasolin. I mean, how many other guys we just talked about? But uh, Michael Chiesa, Al. you know. Al. Al. Yeah, Al. Al Iaquinta. <laughs> He's a small guy. Look at him. He does great. Well, yeah, that is way. true. Yeah, that is true. He's not. He doesn't walk around huge. But he, oh yeah, he's, he's got endurance for days. Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. So who knows, man? Maybe Luke Rockhold could just make another run at that. Yeah, we can talk about. Uh, oh, yo, he's too small. Is this? But hey, we've seen guys that were too small do great things. And he is technical enough. It's exciting, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to see who they're going to match him up with. Hey, uh, do you, you, they've talked about the training uh, being a little too hard over at uh, AKA, or, you know, a little too, uh, I guess, close to fights, guys having to drop out. Have you guys adjusted anything or no? Uh, we were, you know, before Dana made the caveman great 
uh, you know, comment. Uh, we were already working on that. I was. I was always concerned about that because, you know, we were getting injured and, and go shit, you know. So I, I started just trying to think how do we do things. So so we started changing things up before he even said anything. And one of the things I, I've been doing before the, his comments was I talked to the guys. I go, hey, man, if you guys had a, a bad night's sleep, if you're fighting with your girlfriend or, 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 you know, you just know, you know, you just don't want to spar. You need to tell me if you have any injuries. I need to know everything because that's going to determine whether I allow you to or not. And I also said, you guys don't have to spar three times a week. You only need to spar one time. And even then, if you don't want to, you don't have to. So ever since I've made those kind of speeches and, and started, we've dropped over 50%, if not more. Oh, that's great. And uh, now Cormier, obviously, they, they did, they've speculated three fights left, I guess, you know, all barring injuries and all that stuff. Now, just, you know, uh, off the top of your head, who would you, if you had to guess his three next fights, in a perfect world, would it be? Obviously, Brock, you said uh, Brock, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah, Brock. Uh, in a perfect world, I mean, Miocic probably is probably in that in that mix and then um for the third one man I, I don't know but they'll probably want jones i would imagine now would you uh want jones at heavyweight him moving up to heavyweight or would you want dc to drop back down well i if he if he ever does get to fight jones which you know I, to me he doesn't need to um i it had to be at heavyweight for me but knowing dc dc is such a competitor he'll do whatever he needs to do if that fight does come up and he does decide to take it but we you know us coaches would want him to do it as a heavyweight because he always had to drop he kills himself to make that weight but he fights way better as a heavyweight right so him going down to fight joe in dc's mind he may want to reclaim the belt um but jones's mind he'd want to get and be a two-belt champion so uh you know what what do you what do you do i guess wherever the most money is but i think heavyweight would be the best thing for dc too that's my you know my opinion yeah, yeah, and and then for Jones, if they, you know, if that, that third fight ever happens, then that would be that would be the way for him to go. I mean, then he becomes a two-time if he can win, you know, at heavyweight. And, and what's going on with uh, with BJ? I mean, he lost very quickly to uh, to to Ryan Hall. Uh, how is his spirits, and uh, is he looking for something else, to, somebody else to fight at this point? Is he training with him? I, I don't know because I, I don't really, you know, I'm not in contact with BJ. He hasn't trained with us for years. Oh, but you don't talk you to him anymore. No, we I'm once in a while when I see him, you know, we're like, you know, we're always lifelong friends, but but no, we don't really keep in touch with each other. Do you guys when you stop training somebody, do you, you don't you don't it's not somebody you want to actively keep up with or I guess it all depends on your relationship when you're training. Uh no, no, I, I keep up with uh, quite a few of my guys and and all my guys that train with me when they train somewhere else, they're still my guys. I I don't care, you know, like uh but, but it it's like I, I like Luke Rockhold. He's with Henry Hoof, you know, but he's still my guy as far as I'm concerned. You know, King Mo, King Mo's with ATT. King Mo's still my boy, you know. A lot of these guys, you know, that that go, that, that they never go as far as I'm concerned. Because what I do with the guys is, uh, you know, is I work with them mentally. We connect mentally. So if we become friends, we're friends. So it doesn't matter whether you train with me or not. We're friends. So we're going to stay friends. When you see a loss like that, which was so fast, but it's something that you can probably physically recover from pretty quickly, do you, do you think the idea is to get right back up and, and want to fight again, or does he look at something like this and go, I don't know if I can do this anymore? I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, you know, he, he's, it's his, what's going on in his mind, but for me as a competitor, if I did want to continue fighting, I'd want to get right back at it right away if, if, you know, if I still wanted to fight. You know, um, what our opinions are that he probably should hang him up, but but 
from if you're talking about me, I'm the competitor, and I and I want to fight, and I just happen to me, I want to get right back. Otherwise, I'm quitting. As a coach, how do you deal with guys that want to still fight that that you feel that shouldn't fight? How do you address mm. that to them? Well, I don't tell them to retire anymore. I've been in too many damn wars with these guys when I tell them, I, you know, I'm not, no, we're not. It never works. Never yeah. works. They never listen. They do what they want to do. So, man, I just, I, what I do is I'm not working you. I'm not working your corner. I, I'm not going to train you. That's up to you. You're still my friend, but I'm not, I'm not going to work with you. Yeah, you can't be a part. I'm with you. I, I, I hear you with that. How do they take that? <clears throat> they don't like it. They don't like it at all. But I just said, I love you guys, you know, but shit, man, I, I don't think you should be fighting. I don't want to be part of it. And, uh, you know, Stipe has been kind of saying that he really wants that next shot. And it's very unfortunate that he lost in the first round because it's a little harder to sell a rematch when a guy lost so quickly, even though he was such a great champion. Uh, and Cormier seems to be irritated that Stipe is implying that he deserves the rematch. Uh, well, this is the thing about, about uh, our sport, right, which is more prize fighting than sports. If those two fought again, how many people are going to buy pay-per-view? I am. If Brock, <laughs> I'm sorry. If Brock Lesnar fights, how many people yeah. are going to buy pay-per-view? Yeah. yeah. See, that's what it comes down to. But for my, and, and that's I mean, funny. Whether, yeah. Good. Whether we like it or not, it, it comes down to it's more of a prize fight, guys. And, and, hey, you know, when Habib was supposed to fight for the title and all of a sudden Connor comes into the picture, Habib gets booted out. You know, guess what? Tough shit. I mean, we knew, hey, man, Connor sells. We don't. So he got the shot against Eddie Alvarez. We were supposed to get that shot. It didn't happen. We had to suck it up and move on, move forward. He had to fight. So so whether you like it or not, you know, it, it, it comes down to, you know, if the UFC wanted that fight, they'd put it together. And, and guess what? You know, as well as I know, uh, you know, that, that when they want to put something together, they're going to put it together. They offer you a fight. That's what you get offered. You don't get to choose who you fight. They tell you who you fight. If you decline a fight, guess what? Your contract gets put on hold until, because they fulfilled their, their agreement. They, they were supposed to offer you a fight and you declined. Well, then you get, you get, uh, you, you, you know, you can't say nothing about them having to get your fight. So do you, you know think, how that goes? And you, and you were saying that Connor sells and Habib doesn't sell just, has that changed a little bit? Uh, I think stuff like that, that whole bus incident, which became such a story, uh, does that, is Habib in, in any way look at that as like, yeah, it was an awful and it was annoying, but it did raise his profile in the eyes of people who are not necessarily hardcore fight fans because he was the kind yeah, of the target so, of that. It raised them really high. And if you think about it, right, what, what's he doing now? Look at Habib's Instagram. My God. He's meeting every damn president in the, the Muslim, <laughs> Muslim arena, man. It's like Jordan. He was in Israel. I mean, you know, uh, Saudi Arabia, Abu Dhabi. You know, uh, I mean, he's met so many damn presidents that are requesting him to come. It's amazing, you know, what this has done for his popularity. I think outside of pay per view, Habib has to be number one in the world uh, now, the biggest star in the world. Not on pay per view. I think Connor still is, yeah. but as far as the, the overall people, the love, the love for the people, I think Habib's number one in the world now. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure all the Muslim countries, too, especially after the shit Connor was saying, uh, you know, he yeah. was kind of, uh, you know, he was a hero for choking him out like that. Yep, yep, 2.4 2. billion, remember, 2.4 billion strong. That's, that's, that's pretty hefty uh, amount of people. 
And the fine, I feel, again, was really hefty, and I feel that was ridiculous. But I'll tell you right now, what was also ridiculously good is that picture was amazing. That picture of him jumping out of the cage like an eagle, I don't want to bring it up again because I don't condone it. But holy shit, Javi, it was fucking awesome picture. <laughs> yeah, you know, I saw that damn picture on some because so many people pirated that, and Habib doesn't make any money off of that. Wow. And I saw one with the Nike Air 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 Habib. <laughs> It was a red, you know, red silhouette. Man, I loved it. I wanted that one. And, then, and, and of course, I couldn't condone it, but I was yeah. like, God damn it, I want it. So I tell Habib, hey, Habib, you know, you know, I love that picture. La, la, la. He goes, Coach, why don't you just make one like that and put AKA on it? So I was thinking, yeah, let's do an AKA with, the, with the, him flying in the air, you know. I and and uh, I was thinking, ah, we still haven't done it. But you know, cause some people go, well, you're taking advantage of the bad situation and monetizing it. And I'm, yeah, that's true. But look how many people already made a lot of money off of it sure. that weren't even involved. So if anybody should be able to uh, to, to monetize, uh, uh, that should be us, right? Hey, a hundred percent. And I will buy the. I'll buy two. Let me let me know if you come out with those shirts because I think yeah, that picture is. I'll tell you, I'm not happy the thing went down, but I'm happy somebody. No. I'm I'm glad they got the picture of that. No, I thought my picture. whole life was was ending when I saw that. I was I was almost I was I was so shocked. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, you know, well, I, he's doing great now, though. Yeah, he sure. Has he gotten any endorsements or anything like that? Like a guy, a guy like that, he's he's a quiet, uh, kind of oh, soft spoken guy. Yeah, man, he's making so much money. I don't know exactly. He's making a lot of money, guys. Oh, good for him. Good, good. Well, listen, man, it was a real pleasure talking to you. Um, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. All right, Javier, take care. We'll take talk care. to you again. Right, take guys. care, Javier. Thanks. All right, All right bye. Bye. Right, man, take care. I like Javier, man. He, yeah, reminds, he reminds me of like a Longo. You know, I mean, there's a lot of the same views on that. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. He's a good guy. I want more coffee. Yeah, they're good. we're going to get it for you. <laughs> With only two days left till Valentine's Day, Ooh. if you really don't have your... Perfect surprise picked out. You're cutting it kind of close. Luckily for you, there's still time to win Valentine's this year with a gorgeous bouquet of vibrant red and pink roses from our friends at 1-800-Flowers.com. Yeah, I did it, Jimmy. You did? Oh, 100%. And I received them. Thank you no, so much. No, what a no, good it's, friend. It's very nice. You're very silly. My wife's going to be very happy because they're, they're beautiful roses, Jimmy. They are. Um, I would like my roses. I'd like some from you as a friend. He's talking to Chris, the producer, everybody. He's already sent me some. They're on their way, yeah. Right now, 1-800-Flowers has amazing deals on vibrant and romantic Valentine's rose bouquets. Mm. Arrangements and more starting at just $29.99, like 18 romantic red roses for $29.99. There are so many unbelievable deals from 1-800-Flowers, but you have to hurry. Matt ordered them. Yes. Yes, I did. Well, actually, it's very easy to do, but... I'm not being a, a fancy pants, but technically, Chris the producer ordered them, <laughs> right? Chris, but we all, but we—they're coming from me. They're not coming from Chris the producer. So, if any That's of right. you have a producer who is a bit of a surf uh, and indentured servitude to you, uh, he'll be happy to order flowers. If not, you have to do it yourself. You common people, uh, roses from one eight hundred flowers are picked at their peak, shipped overnight to ensure freshness and her amazement. Gorgeous Valentine bouquets and arrangements starting at $29.99 is an amazing deal, but it's not going to last long. Bouquet prices are going to be going up soon, so take advantage today. Pick your delivery date. Let 1-800-Flowers handle the rest. When it comes to Valentine's, I don't settle for anything less than my Rose Authority. Yes. 1-800-Flowers.com. <laughs> now, to order Valentine's bouquets, arrangements, and more, starting at $29.99, like 18 romantic red roses, 
for twenty nine ninety nine. Go to one eight hundred flowers dot com. You click the radio icon. Yes. And enter code unfiltered. This way, people know that we sent you. And as bums, we will get to keep our jobs. Order today and help your friend who are bums. Uh, and save at 1-800-Flowers.com so you'll make your girlfriend or your wife or your partner happy and you'll save my job and Matt's job. Go to the code unfiltered. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price. For savings of up to 700 bucks, Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price. Plus, take home a free adjustable base. That's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up, an epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially closeout buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph in a lot of transition. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to pull up. Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. That's interesting what he said about Kondo. The fact that he admitted, like, A, he admitted, yeah, he had a smarter game plan than we thought. Yes, I do think that's the best rematch for him would be um, again, would be the Kondo rematch. You know, you normally don't hear coaches being that honest, you know. Yeah. Guy, but, but that's And he's not saying Habib has to do it, but he's just being truthful. I, I feel... Bad for Stipe because I, I understand. Too. I totally understand where where uh, DC is coming from. Of course, and it's like he deserves to make that money. I understand. Of course, Brock Lesnar is not only the bigger fight uh, for the pay per view; uh, it's an easier fight. I feel you know than Stipe. Yeah, I feel, I, and they're gonna say, "Oh, he took him out one round." Well, look what Stipe done, and at that weight. With those gloves and that, I mean, that will ne- that would never happen again. He might lose again, but he would never be taken out in the first round again. Mm, that, that was never's a strong word. I, I think never but again. I, I um I agree to disagree with you with the never. If they fought ten thousand <laughs> times, listen, Stipe may lose half and win half, but he would never get knocked out in a short right, uh, short left again. Never, Jimmy. Never. Well, you know, you know why say, I say that? Because you can't disprove it. Well, you know, they're what? not going to fight That's never true. amount of times. Well, well, I. They might fight once, but they're not going to fight you know thousands more times. Yeah, but you said never. That's and, right. And, I guarantee and, you won't get knocked out. Well, anymore. you never say never. I'll Jimmy. bet you kiss. That's what I say. Let's end on that. Yeah. All right. I don't even know what we're talking about. What, what are we up to now? Uh, Bring me back. 
Well, I was going to say, I mean, you kind of uh, alluded to it, Jimmy. Like, Stipe posted a, a five-minute video on YouTube uh, last yes. week. of? Just kind of laying out his case that if, if he was in DC's position, he would have been, he would give him a shot, you know, it's only right, and that he deserves it. And, well, um, that's easy it was to this, say. I love Steve. Well, sure, that's but not it, easy to say. But it was, this, it was this very heartfelt, Aww. you know, video. And then Cormier just tweeted, I don't know anyone shit! <laughs> Exclamation point. <laughs> <in that. laughs> Which I think is... is that, wait, what did he say? I don't know anyone shit. Oh, my God. That's the poor, the poor guy's drowning his modellas. Exactly. He's drinking. <laughs> DC's nice guy image is out the window. He doesn't. No, have that is so bad. Perfectly DC. Wait, I think. that is. I I love D. I like. I listen. Love both guys. Yeah. But DC said, "Give me one more time." What did he say in his response? Uh, he just tweeted, "I don't owe anyone shit." Exclamation Dude, point. listen to me. Well, here's it's, what he said. That, <laughs> he said, "I don't owe anyone shit." You guys want to know why I'm not fighting Stipe Miocic again? Reason one: He's being entitled. Why have I fought since and he hasn't? He lost the fight and he's still the champ. Reason two: I'm hurt. Reason three: How do I do it better? I beat him in a round last time. Well, wait. He just said he just said I don't owe anybody shit. That he was, did. He said all all that stuff. But that's a lot more than what Chris Producer just told me. Chris is a guy. That was kind of funny. Yeah. If that was he just said that. Chris, I, that's why I was laughing. Chris so much. is a guy. That's not as funny. Chris is a guy who likes to give the summary. But I mean that that was that was almost like misinformation. Yeah. He Chris is a, fake news. Fucking Chris, man. He's Chris fake the news. What the fuck's the matter yeah. with this guy? Chris is fake news. I want him. He's fired. in the other room. Right I want him now. fired. Do we can get a new producer real quick? Yep. All right, handsomer he, producer. Well, I mean, I'm no sick of looking at a thermos. That fucking dumb th- thermos. That fucking crazy hippie. We're tired of his beard. Fucking producer. Right now he's out getting you a coffee. I know he is. We're bashing him. Fuck. When he comes in, I'm going to spill it and on you know purpose. He's going he's, he's to listen to this. Uh, you know? He's a fan. He's lucky. He works with two guys. He's a what? Idolizes. He's a fan of the show. Oh, a fan. He idolizes us. Jimmy. And that too. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, we should yeah. go over some of the fights. Yes! Uh, of course, we talked about poor... Um, uh, Robert Whitaker, which stunk. Now, Jimmy Crude against Sam Alvey. 249 of the first. Man, I got TKO that. because oh, of punches. Best, there he is. Best producer in the world. Chris Producer, best producer in the room. Why did I room. say you were immature? I don't know. <laughs> You're singing a song called Best Producer in the World. I like it. Were, were you talking oh, God, shit about I'm, me while I'm, I was out of the room? And that's why. Oh, no, just the Jimmy. fact, Just the fact that he wasn't sure why I called him immature. Sure. And then you walk in and he goes, best producer in the world. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's really <laughs> Jimmy just made me really have a strong look at myself. Well, it's okay. I don't even know if I'm happy if I if I'm if I'm if I Matt's like a Disney attraction. Uh, he just sings happy songs when uh, you walk yeah. by. When you talk about it's, somebody marching to the beat of their own drum, it's you. Yeah. I mean, that's really you. Yeah. I, I got I mean, I don't know. Listen, I Should I be depressed? No. No, why right, would you? I got a job song. doing it. Yes, Most fighters look they're like talking to that fucking plant over there. Yeah. Jimmy, speaking Jimmy, of your, Jimmy, speaking there's of no your plant. job, there's not a, there's Jimmy, no I see you looking around. He means Chris. There's not a plant in the room. He means Chris. But nobody knows that there's not no. a plant in the room. But now they do. Yeah. I was going to say, speaking of your job, how about we talk about some of these fights from this past weekend? Yes. I don't think you're talking about the numbers. The UFC uh, unfiltered. What? It's, it's up? Absolutely. How are we doing? Good, but share it with your friends. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave a nice comment. Rate it. We need that. Yeah. I'm going to rate my headphones. They fucking suck. And I bought a, a fake. Look at this. I have these nice headphones, these like Boise ones, whatever. Bose. <laughs> What do you, what's your favorite town? Bowes, Idaho? <laughs> what did I say? You like a Bowes no, I mean, potato? I, is it wrong? They're a fancy pair. Whatever. How'd you say? No, actually, I, I purposely said that so I don't get in trouble. How'd you say them? Excuse me, everybody. Um, Jimmy, listen. My nice headphones that my wife got me, they don't work. Oh. So I went, to, I went to Penn Station 
and they're the ones that hook onto your ear for 15 bucks. Cheap as fuck. They're two rights. They're like, I'm like, oh, this is the left, this is the right. They're two rights in there. It was like, a, so they must have been in somebody else's ears. It's fucking disgusting, man. Yeah, disgusting. You guys know where I can get good headphones around here? Are we still in there? Yeah. Yes. Still- Let's get back to the show. Okay. I just like to test everybody. See that now, Sam to Alvey, a bit of a controversial yes. stoppage, but I, I thought that on, Sam please. was in pretty big trouble there, and he was not defending. But I get, oh no, you know he gave him the thumbs up, and Goddard didn't see it, and Sam Alvey had had it with Goddard in another. That's match. interesting, right? He yeah. did not want Mark Goddard, so I, I understand why Alvy was pissed, and I forgot he did give him a thumbs up that he was okay. I thought it was not premature when I first watched it, and then I saw it in the I replay, the and up, I saw yeah. the thumbs up, and it's like, hey, dude. And I'll tell you right now, there was another Kimura I seen, and the ref was, or the armbar Kimura, the ref was on the other side, I'm like, hey, dude, the guy's tapping. What the hell? Dominic Cruz had something about it. It's like, hey, man. It's insane. What? Yeah, I mean, well, he's got to see it, this guy. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Jimmy Crew was doing a good job with leg kicks, too. Are we going to hear the volume? No, no Chris, yeah, yeah, Chris doesn't getting, like I'm volume. I'm getting to where okay. it was. So what I was going to say, though, I mean, it, there's two kind of controversial parts about it. I'm just going to pause it for just to say. So Alvy does get clipped early in the fight. It looks like he's potentially out of it. Goddard seems to step in. Oh, he walked away, yeah. Which okay. seems like he's going to stop it. So Crew kind of walks away, and then he's like, no, 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 no keep fighting. Then Crew gets it in that time. It seems like Alvy wakes up, and then that's where that's you right. want to show both the bad stop. Yeah, well, yeah I'm gonna play. Okay, it. this is the first one, guys. Yeah. At right now, it's two forty of the first round. Ooh. Kick. He fell back. Jimmy Crew fell back a little bit. Oh, he got clipped him short with a short right. right. He thought Goddard was walking in, but that was wrong. He no. was, <clears throat> well, that wasn't Goddard's fault. No, that not was, at all. That was Crew kind of left him off the hook, and he throws a kick, and it lands on Alvy's shoulder. Uh, and he's, I mean, he's still out of it. But Alvy is still balance. really hurt, getting punched, punched, punched. But he's, he thumbs up him. He thumbs up him again. He thumbs up a couple of times. No, that's wrong. Yeah. He thumbs God up twice. He gave him the thumbs up. Twice. He got screwed. He, t- twice he did it, Matt. Yeah. Watch, go back again, Chris. Wow. Goddard didn't see it, but he did it twice. It was like Uriah Faber against no, Henan Burrell. He was giving the thumbs up, and, and uh, Herb Dean didn't see it. Watch. Yeah, he's giving it right. I'll show you where. Uh, right now, thumbs up, thumbs up, and thumbs up again. He's okay. Boom. No, he, he was being patient. That's, and he's telling him, I'm fine. What are you doing? Yeah, he was legitimately pissed off. Wow. That was, Thumbs up that twice. Goddard, now, now, Goddard's a guy. He's a good ref. He's a, Well, he's a good ref, he but is. he also is a guy that's very, like, he'll he'll state his case. It's his he, way or the highway. So I wanted, I'd like to see if he admits that this was an early stoppage. Does he? Did anybody ever interview him? Uh, I haven't seen anything, but I'm going to take a look right now. I would like that to know, because he's usually a guy that's like, this is what I think, and yada, yada. Right. I, and, to uh, me, though, I do I do feel like he did make a step in, though, after that first right that Crew landed at about 240 we were just watching, where it seems like he's going to step in because Alvy did seem like one yep. more shot probably would have ended the fight he there. He didn't wave it off. He got very I know, close he got to see what happened. It yep. wasn't. No, I, I thought that was more of Crute saying, oh, I thought it was done. Uh, oh, I, he, okay. I, I don't think there was anything wrong by anybody there except for Crute. If anything, doing, wanted to do a walk away and realize he's not done yet. Right. But it's not like the ref totally got between them. He got right. close about to be like, oh, is he done? He's not. And he so got in position to stop did, it if it needed to be stopped. Screwed up at the end, but before that, I felt it was fine. Yeah, I don't see anything from uh, Goddard yet. Yeah, well, Sorry. I would like to see what he says eventually. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, my bad. All right. Now, yeah, which we, I think he will. If I mean, in fairness to him, I think he would if he if he, he does feel that way. But we'll up. Now, it, yeah, I'm sorry, Jimmy. Did I mean, we all have Alvy? I know I had Alvy. Uh, I bet with my heart. Let Matt. me double check. So, yeah, so you guys both had Sam Alvy. You had Sam by second round knockout, Jimmy. Matt, you had Sam by decision, and I took Jimmy Crute by decision. Um, which who knows where it would have went? But. Okay, 
Now, uh, De La yes. Rosa against Nadia Kasem was a really, really interesting fight. Yeah, it was. I thought of you the whole fight, Matt. You must have loved it. Hi, Jimmy. Hi. What'd you say? You must have loved this fight. I, uh, they are, who is it? Who was turning out of the arm bar? Oh, put it back that on for a second. Put the video, can you put it on yeah, for us while we're talking? If, I, I would say, and not no disrespect to Nadia Kasim, it's, she, she was some. She was dominated a bit on the ground, yeah. but she was very active trying to get out of it. She never really accepted. No, but her the fate, flexibility you know? was. Yeah, it was sure. really me, in, interesting to watch her. Let me just see it really quick, and I'll I'll be right there with you because you know why. Things. Oh, a hundred percent. She was. Oh, so she was good. all over her. Yeah. I'll tell you. De La Rosa. She has very good jujitsu. Uh, uh, but I thought Kaysen was really, really. Uh, oh, she was tough. on the ground. Well, she, I don't know if I've, any, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody get out of an arm bar this many times. This was really. She just keeps flipping over uh, De La Rosa's back, and then she goes back the other way. She was really, Jimmy, really hard to tap. She's not in that. Quick tap club. No, no. I mean, but I mean, this is really There's people that are in that quick tap. Yeah, you're club. looking at one. I and, would tap immediately. <laughs> and this was her look debut, and she tall. was five and zero. Oh, so and look at that. She turns her around, and all of a sudden, De La Rose is on her back. Tell me about De La Rose. Uh, De La Rose. I'm sorry, De La Rose's uh, uh, last fight, and and her how many fights she have in the UFC? Yeah, let me look it up. Now that was a performance awesome. of the night for her. Well, she's looking awesome, man. Look at her jujitsu. Oh, dude. Yeah, this was just she was Dropping just so heavy elbows. on her. But look at how look at how hard she is trying. I I, I love Castle on the ground. Yeah. Uh, Montana is three and zero now in the UFC. She was Montana Stewart for people. She got married, so she's Montana De La Rosa now. In case you remembered her that way, but she has a uh, an armbar finish, a rear naked choke, and an armbar finish. Those are her three UFC wins. Wow, look at that! Oh, and she did. T- I didn't even see her tap. Where she Unless it was her? a verbal tap. She d- if you, uh, when they show the replay, it's a very quick. Oh, it is. Where does she yeah. train again? You know. Um, I think out of Texas, but I'm not sure exactly like what gym. Well, I want to know out of Fort Worth, Fort Worth, Texas. Well, she looked awesome. She looked awesome. Yeah, Jimmy, that was great. Awesome. She was on her man, on her. Oh yeah, beautiful jujitsu, Jimmy. Yep. All right, I enjoyed that a lot. I did. Now, how much fun, by uh, the way? We all had Montana, by the way, and yes. Matt got an absolutely right submission, second round. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. I appreciate that. Now, um, Hanayaya against. Ricky Simone. Ricky Simone. Boy, it was, is Simone it was, it was fun a, to It watch. was a good fight, man. It, really was, was. it was a really good fight because Yaya has no fear of being taken down, so he's just throwing giant heavy punches, yeah. not giving a fuck if you take him down or not. And he, had, and he was in the fight. Yep. And, like he's, and he's always dangerous because, you know, uh, and Ricky, Ricky Simone said it right. He's like, yo, you know, this guy, Ronnie, is like, like the Damian Meyer of the division. Like he, he knew what he was up against. But yet he was fearless and he was in his face. But let me let me ask you something. There was a th- they talked about a ten eight round. Which round was ten eight? The first round, I think, if they were going to wow. give it to. Okay. Yeah. What are the I, new rules that cause it? Sorry, Matt. Good. Uh, I mean, they're just supposed to be more liberal well, with it. I mean, more, it, more if the damage. fight takes place in one particular, like if it's a mostly a stand up round and one guy really dominates in that area, then that you know they they yep. they are advised to give more 10 eights. So. Okay. But I, I didn't think, I think I know where you're going with that. I mean, a 30-25, I don't think Ronnie Yaha got defeated that way. I mean, no, I didn't either. Gave a 30-25, but okay. Um, we, you guys had Ricky Simone, Jimmy, you had him by third round knockout. 
And me and Matt both had, I was saying Hani, but now he wants to be called Ronnie. Oh, he does. Yaya, so it is Ronnie Yaya. Call him uh, Jeff. Jeff second, Yaya. Jeff Yaya. Uh, Matt, you picked second round submission. I also had second round submission. He just never, um, and credit to Ricky, he just never let him get close enough to, to be able to. Hold no, they, they to said him. he couldn't get his legs at all. Yeah. And Ricky finally went to the ground with him a little bit and was kind of kneeling and just throwing some kicks. And, and, and then, like, within the last minute, he would jump in his garbage. He didn't care at that point. He's like, right. oh, you could survive for a minute. Yeah, for sure. I thought uh, I thought Ricky fought like the I thought he fought the perfect. Fight. He was great. I thought he, I thought he did awesome, and he was ferocious. And uh, I want to see what's next with him. Ricky Simone, good job. And I like NA man. I want to see Ronnie back. He, he yeah. was on a three fight win streak before that, and he's a, he's a tough guy. He's dangerous, and he's got a unique style. I like I like it. And I like that he kind of looks like an old man, but yeah, he's <laughs> right. He looks like a little skinny little he does. Brazilian guy. And yeah. He's, Throws some, he throws some, and he's got some better strikes than underrated strikes. He caught Ricky a couple times. He did, yeah. But Ricky's got a good chin, and and uh, he's a monster. All right, Lando. Yep, Marcus Mariano against Lando Venata. That was a relatively fast fight. Right? Yeah, and this got moved up. This was supposed to be the fight pass yeah, main event, the and then it got, became the co-main because, as Dana said in the post fight, have you ever seen a boring Lando Venata fight? No, and he still didn't. Good for him to yeah. to move him up. His last fight was uh, was um, was like a fight of the night, also too. Yeah, it was a draw. Yeah, uh, against Matt Frivola. Yeah, who yeah. trains over by us, Maddie. Man, that was a great fight. So, uh, this kid Marcus, he looked wiry on the floor, but Lando looked really good, man. And he finished with that uh, Taikamura, I believe. Was yeah. that the one where the ref didn't jump in qu- quite quick enough, or was that something else? I'm thinking. Of? Um, I mean, I don't know. I thought I thought he jumped in. At, at, uh, was I mean, it? maybe he held it for an extra second, or, you know, yeah, could have well, had it. Let me which put could you hurt, to and tap, and let's see if an extra second makes a difference. Yeah. I'm going to say, why don't you put it on for a second? Sure. You know why? Because like I like watching Kimura's. And Lando, Lando, man, Lando's an awesome fighter. He is great. He's very I like hard his to name. Out. I like Lando. I tell you, they reminded me watching them fight. Oh, Who did he remind me of? I know the other. Uh, oh, man, he's... One of them reminded me of uh, Yoel. Uh, was it. Uh, oh. uh, Marcus. Oh, yeah, this is, oh, yeah, this yeah. is horrible. It's, it's, I'm sorry, you're Jimmy. Right. You're absolutely right. Jimmy, yeah. watch this Kimura. It, it's way too late. You're right. He's on top. The prob- This is the problem. Uh, on bottom, uh, what is it? How do you pronounce his last name? Ma- Marcus Mariano. Mariano. He doesn't use his legs as uh, to create distance. This Kimura is... Yeah, oh, he's, he's tapping, tapping. Dude, he uh, is, How long was that? That was like... Uh, was yeah, that? but can I tell you that he's lucky that Lando treated that like... A guy that knows how to do it gently. He didn't put. He didn't put any torque on that. Right, if that was Frank Mir, his arm would be off. Yeah. Dude, would Frank Mir put torque on it? Oh yeah. He is so lucky because that guy tapped must have tapped four or five times. That guy was tapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're and right. uh, that ref better be on the ball next time somebody's got their arm in jeopardy. Don't look at the arm in jeopardy. Look at the other hand ready to tap. Otherwise, right. have your ears open because you're going to hear a scream or you can hear a tap, tap, tap. Don't look and say, oh, is that extended? Oh, what do you got there? The guy's tapping on the other side like a fucking typewriter. Will they say tap, tap, tap? Yeah, man. <laughs> Shit, Jimmy. That's what, oh, you're going to yell, so you're going to stop! That's annoying, right? I'm not going to do that again, Jimmy. Yell Jimmy, that was really annoying. No, it wasn't. I got an annoying voice sometimes, Jimmy. I disagree. Um, so we, did, we didn't pick that fight, yes. because it got... Sure. Well, listen, man, yeah, we picked the next one. Do. Yes, we did, main event. What'd uh, you think of the fight? Huh? Adesanya, I, Silva, I thought it was, uh, Anderson looked better than I thought he would. The first round kind of went the way I figured, them feeling each other out a lot. Uh, Adesanya seemed a little bit, uh, he was faster. Anderson just can't pull the trigger the way he used to. 
That's all it. But he looked better than I thought he would. I mean, uh, he got cocky a few times, which I know that's part of his psychological warfare, which could have been a real mistake. But, um, you know, Adesanya clearly won, and, you know, he hit him a lot more than Anderson hit him. Uh, I had, I thought it was enjoyable yeah. because they kept you kind of on the edge of the seat thinking, what you know, what they kept it at three rounds. They threw some nice stuff. Uh, it made you wish it was a little longer. Yeah, I was dying know? for a fourth and fifth. I, I really was fight. too, but I bet you that was Anderson's request. He's 42. Well, no, he said he actually said they never offered him, they never offered five rounds because they, they hadn't trained for yeah. five. So that's not really yeah, fair. And the guy's my age. Yeah. Longo's yeah, funny. Longo yeah. was harder on the critics. Longo's like, oh, it was a glorified sparring match, Longo. <laughs> but uh, I thought. I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun fight, and uh, I thought it was a very, um, you know, I think uh, Israel's, again, a, a star right here in the making, yeah. and I feel that Anderson had a, respect, a, a respectful, respectable, respectable yeah. showing. Yeah. So, you know, it, and it was fun. It wasn't a boring fight. It kept you on the edge of your seat. There yeah. was some stuff going on in there. So I, I liked that Israel wasn't about, he, he gave him so much respect at the end, and but when Anderson wanted him to like give him like a high five in there or whatever it was, he wasn't having it. Yeah. He was very, you know, oh, he's, he's, like, uh-uh. he's not doing that shit. And, and they said he was disappointed. Who? Um, Israel. They said he was disappointed in his performance. Well, he's trying. He's aiming for perfection, that kid. That's yeah. why he's doing so well. Yeah, I didn't really. See, I mean, I watched the post fight. I, I didn't see him say he was disappointed. I, I think he. Well, I don't they know. They were I, saying I, that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. He, uh, didn't, he didn't seem that way to me. But, okay. I yeah. like that he's into all that anime stuff. Not anime. What is he into again? Yeah, anime. He likes. Uh, yeah. Tentacle. And you, and you misquoted before. You you said only part of the quote. What? With with DC. That's what we were talking about. Oh no no no! You I gotta didn't. read though. I, I didn't. Here's why: because that first one that I don't know anyone's shit. He tweeted that like the day it happened, oh. and then the, the other stuff came like a couple days later. He uh-huh. he probably caught a bunch of shit right. for well, people well, being then, like, you know. see Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy. But I decided I take back everything that we said. I knew about. you were saying something. Yeah, some good. Why well, was your ears ringing in the other room? No, I just as soon as Nothing I come in, bad. <laughs> why? Because you come in, I give a compliment. I yeah. always do that. Uh, I was going to say, so Anderson Silva, this is really interesting. He became the first UFC fighter in history to headline 20 events. That's amazing. With this one. Wow. Wow, man. Well, dude, he's he's not a spring chicken. No, but you know 42. what? He, he, he fits in in the top 10. I mean, that performance looks like a top 10 performance. It doesn't. They, yo, yeah, he, but he's sorry. You know what? That Brunson, DC, his last three, even though he won Brunson, I thought he lost. He's still Anderson Silva, but yeah. he's lost that le- that little thing. And again, it's just with age, you can't yeah. not be. You can't be forty two, and you know, and fighting guys like this fucking maniac who's twenty five, whatever he is, and keep up. Right. So I think that he's 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 giving good enough performances. Where I sure I'd love to watch him fight, but. I don't know if he's a contender at this point because yeah. I don't know if he can beat the top guys. Like, yeah. I don't think he would do well against Yuel Romero. I don't think no, he, I think I speed's or, or, a real... Yeah, Chris, come on. Listen, well, that's what they're talking about. They were yeah, talking Chris about Chris nah. Weidman. Yes, Chris Weidman uh, was asked that on Twitter and he just said, nah. No, like he's no. not interested in fighting with third time. He said, I mean, who knows? No, so why would Chris? Yeah. Chris, weird, Chris It's kind of a weird... I thought he did like a question, like an emoji, like the guy, the thinking emoji. He did it first. Uh, I think he did that kind of like immediately after, and then I saw someone else ask him on Twitter, like outright, would you it's fight? It's got to be a weird feeling, yeah. though. You don't want to feel like, like like a bully. Not that he right. could be a bully. Like I'm not saying that Anderson wouldn't be in the fight, I think. But the fact that he beat him twice. But Chris had, you know, a string of tough fights, you know? That, yeah. So it's like... It, it could make sense. I mean, it, it's not. It's not like I thought. Who said it? Dana. 
Uh, Dana was asked at the press conference. He oh. was like, you know, yeah, I mean, if those guys oh, want okay. to do See, it, he could be into it. Dana did not like the idea of Connor um, Anderson. <laughs> fighting Anderson. No, is that, what's Connor going to fight at? 185? Come on. Well, li- well, listen to this. So after the, in the press conference, Anderson was asked, you know, what do you think could be next for you? What are you, what are you interested in doing? He wants to fight at UFC 237 in Curitiba, Brazil, where he's from. First and Nick he suggested Diaz. that he'd like to fight Nick Diaz in the rematch because the first one was a no contest and this and that, which is interesting and then connor jumped on it and said book it i'll fight nate on the same card which obviously dana hasn't said yes or no to dana would that, say yes to anybody connor that would fight. be pretty interesting if connor wanted to fight you in jay chick they would book it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and nick and nate on the same card yeah with anderson as the uh would that be the co-main and then of course connor and nate be the main yeah i think they usually do it by weight so i mean i guess connor would be the the co-main but i mean at that point no. who it doesn't really what do you yeah, mean by you, weight the, they're the lower weight class, so that'd be the co-main, and then Anderson would be the higher weight class. Do they do that? I never yeah. noticed that. Oh yeah. Oh, I guarantee you, they would scrap that. Connor is not fighting as a co-main event. I I disagree. With you, not so. happening. That's not gonna happen. Connor is a co-main event. Yeah, I think if he, I think if he was on at the card, a pride, Sil- at a pride alone. Yes, Silva. Diaz is what it's called, or McGregor Diaz, which sells more. There's on it's on in nowhere. I don't care. If fucking if if King Kong and Mothra are the are the fucking <laughs> heavy, Jimmy, there's no yeah. way Connor fights anything but the main event. Yeah. Okay. King Kong don't got nothing on me, Jimmy. That's what I always say. I made that quote up. No, you did. I was not American Gangster. You're right. It wasn't. It was Training Day. Training Day. God yeah. Damn. All right. All right. Get your fucking movies right. I have my actor oh, Jimmy, right. I'm sorry to curse well, you. No, you're like right. That. Have my actor right. What's that? Uh, by the way, I was gonna say. So Nick Diaz. You know, obviously, seen all this stuff going on, yeah. and he was on his Instagram. He said, "Fuck all this. I don't want to hurt nobody. I just want to party." So it seems like Nick is not really. <laughs> I like Nick Diaz. Yeah. He just wants to party, Nick Diaz. That's what I've been saying forever. I just want to party, Jimmy. If that's being immature at forty-four, I'm not trying to rhyme. Well, you did. You can't help it. That's the new T-shirt. Immature at forty. Immature, immature at forty-four. Like I only got a fucking few months to sell it then. Yeah, talking jive at forty-five. Dude, I don't. You don't want to know what I say for forty (laughs) six. I don't know. It's it's. It is what you think it is. I'm lightheaded for a second, Jimmy. You got to talk. Um, let's try to get Andre Feely on the phone. Let's call him. Yes. So just to wrap up our picks, Jim Norton three for four. You got three points this event. Matt two for four, four points. I went three for four, three points for the month. Jim is 7 out of 10. Matt is 6 out of 10. I'm right behind you, Jimmy. Chris yeah. Patricia is 8 out of 10. It's okay. You're number one, huh? This month, yeah. So it's good, fucking cocky. No, it's right. <laughs> I don't like it. Jimmy, we're neck and neck. Well, not neck and neck. It's okay. You're ne- you're it's only February. It's February, it's Matt. It's true, Jimmy. It's my firstborn's birthday today. Oh, happy birthday. I love her very much. I'm going to, Jimmy, I am a husband and a father, Jimmy. I know you are. Yeah, yeah, you know Andre is fighting. My, go ahead. I'm sorry, just, he, he is fighting on the main card of UFC on ESPN in Ghana, Velasquez. That's such a fucking good. Do we have that whole card, Chris? Can I see that when you get a moment? Where is that card? Chris won't show us. He's getting Andre on the phone. Andre. Nah, Feely. but he doesn't want to show us anyway. Andre Feely, can you hear me? Andre Feely, can you see me? I didn't sing yet today, Jimmy. That's all. Yeah, I'm you did. Now. Oh, I did already. You sang that he's the best producer in the land. Whatever yeah. that terrible song was. I do mean he's really good. I forgot he has headphones on, so he can hear it. 
<laughs> you can hear what I whisper. Hey, He's a great producer. What's up, Andre? How you doing? Andre. 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 I'll tell you. He's fighting a tough dude with his Miles Jerry. Yeah, but we're, we're a couple minutes oh, early. Oh, we're a couple yeah. minutes early, man. Yeah. Come on. Don't make me go on Team Miles Jerry. <laughs> Miles Jerry. Not really. No, he'll be it. He'll call. So this is the yeah. first... ESPN card. The whole night is on ESPN. It's this oh, Sunday night, February 17th. I like that. So I just go, what channel is that for Verizon? Uh, it's 570 probably for, is it? on Verizon. That's in New York. But I mean, people, you got to look it up wow. if you're anywhere else. Well, but, listen, people got to look up, look it up. They don't got, I got Chris the producer. Wow. I'm looking at James Vick versus Paul Felder. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we can look at the rest of this card here. God damn, that's great. Wait a second. So this whole... Feely and Miles... Sorry. Feely and Miles Jerry kick off the main card at 9 p.m. You know I'm going to be there. Yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. I'm going to be there. I know you are. Oh, look at lucky me. I'm going to watch all these live, man. Can't wait to ask Andre Feely. I bet you money that he's seen the Spider-Verse. What is it called? Spider-Man? Enter the Spider-Verse, I think. Don't make up shit. No, I think that's what... I'm sorry. So much fun, Jimmy. You want to see it, you think? Uh, the Spider-Verse? Yeah. I don't know if I would want to see that. I'm not sure. Oh, into the Spider-Verse, well, excuse me. Jimmy's got a little, not a cocky smile, but a, a, a smile, like, a smile that says, listen, you moron, I'm an adult, and I don't like your stupid No, that's world. not true. I would see it. I told uh, you my friend's music is in that. I would see it because my buddy's music is in it. That's the only reason you see it? You wouldn't see it because it would be a good movie? No. Fuck about that. What a guy in a fucking web. Fuck him. Jimmy, it's fun. <laughs> oh, look at him. Ooh, Jimmy, stop. I'm a spider. I'm on the wall. Oh, Jimmy. You're not. Jimmy, it's about, it's the heroes are about, they're about no, like, they, they, they can be, inspire you. They don't inspire me. They can inspire you, Jimmy. Bunch of dickheads in capes. Well, that listen Flying around, fixing, not, minding everybody's business. There's deeper meanings, Jimmy. Yeah, you know who inspires me? The troops. That's right. That's, uh, you listen. know who inspires me? A mom. That's right. That's right. Moms Teachers. and dads. Right. That's true, Jimmy. That, that, listen, I, a girl I know who blows me in the car. All heroes inspires me. All heroes do not wear capes. I know you always say that. I do. Jimmy. But some of sometimes them, they wear a strap on. <laughs> I do say that. No, that's not true, Jimmy. All people in strap ons are heroes. Uh. This is UFC. I'm sorry, <laughs> you didn't tune into this, Jimmy. But some some heroes do wear capes. Is what I'm saying. You know. But listen, it's not. It's not really. Like like people, oh, they're flying in the air. I don't even like that that much. I just like I like about no. It's 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 a, it's a moral thing, you know. Some yeah. people, you know, Hold on, we got they, the they look to like either like different things for like their um for a moral code. Andre, Comic books. Up, buddy? Oh, if you looked at Jimmy, did you ever see the movie Unbreakable? I did not. Mr. Glass. No, he has a good uh, outlook about comic books. That's what I've heard. <laughs> Jimmy. And I don't even like read comics this day, but when I was younger, I did, and it instilled in me. It inst- Am I saying instilled the right way? Instilled? Yeah, sure. It 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 gave me a sense of right and wrong, Jimmy. Sure, they do. You they have, it's mean? a moral compass. It really did. It really did. And to this day, they didn't get Wolverine right on the. And, 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 and well, it's like a hard Jack. one. It's not easy. Do you like not, him or no? I think people. They everybody's offended by. I, I like him, but he's not. He's, he's too tall. And everybody is offended by this and that, but us short people, we don't have a voice. I want to be a voice for all people under five seven. You should. I'm saying I'm coming out today and saying that. Okay. I'm under five seven, and I'm proud. Yes, I'm under five seven, and I'm a world champion. That's the sound Matt hears when people are walking barefoot because his ears are so close to the ground. Sounds like a little guy. (laughs) Sorry, Matt. 
let me let me ask you, let me ask you what you think about this fight. By the way, we'll wait to get Andre on the phone. Oh, now Charles, that, that, Ol- hold on, that hurt though, Jimmy. Yeah, I know because people don't think that words hurt. And I'm too, I'm an alpha. But go ahead about what were you saying about the news? Uh, Charles Oliveira, who just uh, submission machine, correct? God, beat David Tamar, who unfortunately broke his orbital, orbital yeah. in fight. Uh, Charles Oliveira is saying that he would like to fight Kevin Lee. I would like. I would wow, like to that's that. gonna be a really interesting fight. That's super interesting. Wow. Well, he's. Oh, I think he saw him get triangled by Tony Ferguson, and he's like, "I'll take it. I can do that. I can do that." Yeah. You ever see me on my back? <laughs> it doesn't sound like that at all. No, he's but uh, no, he's a dangerous dude, man. He's lanky dude. The, her, the, the rankings that's haven't changed, but Oliveira's fourteen. Lee is five. I wanted to see Lee versus uh, Gilzeppi. Gregor. Yeah, oh, my God. Because yeah. yeah. what did I say? Gilzeppi. <laughs> What's he's his last fucking, name? Like he's a pizza maker in Sicily. What's his last name? <laughs> G- uh, Gregor Gillespie. Gillespie. Yeah. Gillespie! I like him. Who do I want to see Gillespie? Kevin Lee wasn't fight. impressed with his performance. No. He no. wants to fight him. You know? And they're both in the UFC. Let them fight. I agree. That's a good fight, Jimmy. Yes, it certainly is. I, thought, that's, I think it's a ballsy fight for Lee to take. Yeah, yeah. Either of those makes sense. I think, though. I mean, not to d- discount Charles's call out. I mean, that that makes sense also. How about Oliveira against Gillespie? That's a great fight. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Charles Oliveira against Gregor Gillespie. How about a Feely, uh Andre Feely versus uh, Miles Jury? That'll never happen. <laughs> that's no, set. The fight. Oh. They're fighting. Oh, that's right. That's why he's calling in today. Yeah. Right, let's, and who let's else is uh, Brian Barbarena fighting? Vincent Luque, my Barbarena. Uh, Vicente Luque, yeah. Vicente, yeah. Barbarena, Barbarena. Barbarena, Barbarena. Bruce Barbarena. Leroy is taking on Crone Gracie. It's Crone Gracie's Oh, MCW. shit, man. Yeah, man. What is that? That is this Sunday, February 17th. I'm going to be there? And yes, you are. And Crone Gracie's fighting? Yes, yes you are. are. Oh, I'm going to see Hickson, most likely. I get yeah. so excited. Uh, you're gonna love this fight. I'm too. a fanboy with Hickson. Cynthia Cavillo against uh, <laughs> uh, uh, against uh, Courtney Casey. Yep. Wait, hold on. Oh, oh, wow, wow, dude. Is, <laughs> should I know this? Or I like to hear about it live. Yeah, that's. I'm gonna be there. For, like, that's this weekend. Yeah. You people think that I'm I'm getting paid to hype this up. No, I am super excited. I'm a big fan of both these girls, Courtney Casey, and I really enjoy Cynthia. I think she's a little pit bull. You know, she got she got. Suspended for, for, for you know the devil's lettuce that time, and I do not hold that against her. No, I think she is a great fighter, and yeah. uh, she's still with Alpha Male. Yeah, it's, I believe so. Yeah, what's her record? She lost else. one fight. She is seven and one. Yeah, she has Who'd a unanimous she lose to? lost to Carla Esparza. Esparza, that's right. Yeah, and that was the one where she tested positive. Also, and James Vick, Paul Felder. That is a fucking aggressive co-main, right? Co-main event. That's oh, a great man. co-main event. This is going to be so much fun. I am so happy I'm going to be there yep. with Aljo Sterling fighting the great Jimmy Rivera. That's right. Who's a friend of this show. We I love like Jimmy, Jimmy Rivera. Yeah, I do. I I love Aljo more though. I know him more. Aljo's my guy. You know what I mean? But uh, I, I do love Jimmy. And uh, but I mean, you know, I Aljo's like my little brother. Sure, I think he does uh, fantastic. I'm so excited. It's gonna be such a good weekend. All right, Andre. Let's talk Spider Verse. What's up, Andre? All uh-huh. right, you're you're fighting, and you're fighting the great Miles Jury, who's coming off a loss. He is coming off a loss to Chad Mendes. That's another alpha male. He's another alpha male. All right, let's get him on the phone. Let's see what's up. I'm just his man. We're checking with his manager. I'm gonna get. Oh him now, in a second. we'll call him. Now also we got, uh, of course, the main event in Ganu Velasquez. That is a really interesting fight. How tall is Kane? Mm-hmm. And what, what's the height difference? He's taller than me, Jimmy. A little like he's definitely taller than me. I'd yes. Say. So is Rose. Just a little bit. <laughs> What'd you? Uh, 
true. Kane is six one. Francis is six five. You know what? I would have thought. I thought. I, why do I think of Kane? Like he's five eight. I don't know why. I forget that he's as big as he is. Yeah, he's a huge guy. He's I a actually, big guy. When we were yeah. in Vegas for the uh, for two twenty six, I, I walked past Kane like in the you yeah know, the casino. He's just a mon- He's just a huge. He looks like he's made of granite. He literally has a fucking head like someone who lived a hundred thousand years ago. The only thing that scares me is he does have a huge head. It's a target. It's a target. Now man. I'll tell you one thing. Kane has choked me. I we interviewed him years ago when he was champion, and he put me in like a quick choke just to Did show it? me. And um, Kane's very strong. He's a, he is a beast. You know who else is strong? Francis. He is. And I'm sure he's been working on other aspects of his fight, but there's nothing you're going to do that's make you competitive with cardio or competitive on the ground with yeah, Kane. There's yeah. just not enough time. Totally Unless Kane agree. goes to bed for <laughs> 10 years and you train for 10, there's nothing you can do. I like how honest uh, Javi Mendez was, and I like when he says, uh, we wanted the Francis that fought Derek. Uh, Derek Lewis, Derek yeah. Lewis. We didn't want this. Now he's coming off with some momentum. And he Francis. beat a guy, like you said, who's going to do the same thing that Kane wants to do. Same exact thing and was on a winning streak. And was coming in there, I mean, and he's younger and, and you know, could be more explosive than Kane. Yeah. Who knows? Well, he's got his confidence got to be through the roof again, right? Yep. It, I mean, it has to be the way he put him out like that. He's never fought anybody like Kane, though. He's never fought anybody who doesn't get tired. I mean, Stipe was amazing against Fred, but he has never he fought anybody get tired. like Kane. He, doesn't, he just can't get hit with this. It's not that he's... I mean, That's true. It's a, listen, I feel it's going one way or the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it goes past one round... I'm giving it to Kane if it goes if it if he gets a clip that's what makes it exciting. You know what? I'll give Francis a couple rounds to 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 have with cardio because I'll tell you why. In the first round, I don't think Kane after 3 years is running in at this fucking 86-inch arm or 83-inch arm. I think that like Silva and like uh, uh Adesanya, these guys feel each other out a little bit the first round. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Ngannou did the same thing with Lewis. They felt each other out for three rounds. Right. But I think that because Kane is coming off a three-year layoff, and he, it's somebody as strong as Francis, unless he sees a hole, I don't think he... I, I think they kind of feel each other out the first round. <laughs> did you ever see uh, Randy Couture fight James Tony? Yes. He, with that low single? I did. Yeah, okay. I think he's not taking any... I think he's going to shoot as quickly as possible. Maybe, yeah. And uh, try to time it and get a hold of him and just wear him down. If he gets a hold of him, I don't expect him to finish him in the first round, but just the up and down is what the most what makes people exhausted. So I feel he's able to keep him down. But if he gets back up, I feel he's be able to take him down again. Yeah, I feel within a round he'll get if he gets to the second round, his endurance, the, all that blood going to his muscles. It will make the threat of his strikes that much less. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that if he does catch Kane, it's going to have that much less pop on it, less snap on it. And that's the problem. If I was a fighter, people would go, all right, the thing with Norton is if you get him past one minute of the first round, <laughs> he's tired. Right. right. First, you're like, yo, the thing would, 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 G- <laughs> no, I'm not going to, I love you, Jimmy. You I gonna, oh, you're a fighter? Yeah. I don't know. I think they, I'd say the thing about Norton is don't underestimate him. That's what I would say. Jimmy, I agree. Yeah, what if what if me and you got l- matched up and I go ah little Jimmy? What's he gonna do, little You'd bird? Be right, you little bird. And I go up to you and also you like Jimmy in the neck. Go, ah, and you, you do something like like uh, sure. like James Bond. I couldn't think of anybody. That's okay. James Bond always found the way to win. Yes, he did. Yet I always felt if he fought Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones would win. Well, it's a script. All right. Um, let's get yeah, to Andre. Is, well, I. I 
just heard he's wrapping up practice. We're going to call him in two minutes. I'm just letting him get out of his practice. But <laughs> let me <laughs> let me ask you this. I'm, I'm laughing because as you said that, me and Jimmy just locked eyes as in to say, not F him because who says that? We like Andre. We yeah. like Andre. But seriously, I, mean, I got to make a fucking train. Really, dude? You're locked, did you know you had a, I, mean, I like him. I'm not attacking him, but did he know we had a? Uh, did, we, did he know we were calling? Yeah, he knew. I'm always happy. We got he shit to do too, and I'm, yeah. I like this kid. This kid likes comics, and I like the alpha males. Give him so a call. I, yeah, right, give, give him a let's call. Try. If he can't do it, he can't do it. Yeah, that's I, it, right? I, I respect this. I respect that he's training, man. Sure, he's training. You know, I also respect they got to get home. It's my kid's birthday. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but you know, training comes first. Oh, there we go. Good. We got Andre oh. on the phone. Yo, can you hear me? Hey, buddy, how are you? You're talking to Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. How you doing, pal? What's up, Andre? What's up, boys? How you guys doing? I think I haven't seen you since the yeah. the Brad Tavares Israel Adesanya fight. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Mm. I'm sorry, I took a sip of my coffee. But yeah. listen to me, Andre. Let me yeah, be the okay. first to tell you right here, because these it's guys funny. might be afraid because they might be afraid they run into Michael Johnson and maybe get put in a headlock. I'm going to tell you right now, you won that fight, buddy. I don't know if anybody told you, you hey, that. I have, I have I'm no... With I'm with you, man. Hey, like Chris, the producer, always says, I have no dog in the race. You understand? Right. Yeah. Uh, my thing is like, my thing is this, like, I, I mean, I, I was real mad. I probably could have handled it better. I actually saw him in Vegas outside of a... Uh, we were both leaving a Drake concert after the Khabib Connor fight, and we uh, got into it. It was a little uh, bit of bullshit in the middle of the casino, but man, to be honest, I, I I'm over it now. I I probably should have handled it better. It's a learning experience. That that was my first time where I felt like I was really robbed. Yeah. My, my thing is this: like, it is what it is. I'm on to the next fight. Like, it's, it's all part of the journey. But like, my question is this: to anyone who thinks that he beat me, like, which is from my experience, basically him and the two judges that that said that the only people in the fucking world to think that what did he do okay he beat me what did he do i mean i like, remember what, what yeah, did he do i remember when it was over clearly the, i was like all right man i go i go i go i go johnson like gutted it out that he got i was happy he got through it because he was tired sure. and he's a nice kid you know i like both of you guys so yeah. was uh, that fight in st louis i don't know uh, it was in uh, it was in Lincoln, Nebraska, okay. the, the social hub of the United States. But it was the, the what? Oh, yeah, no, it's a, the, I'm, but, I'm joking. It was uh, fucking wasteland. That's it was Lincoln. That's the, it was <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you, I just remember being like, "Oh, wait a minute, that was not right." And I feel for yeah. you, man, because you put people don't know. They're like, "Ah, oh, well, you know, he's still getting paid for 15 minutes." No, you're not. You're getting paid for 15 minutes on top of two and a half months or whatever the training is you put in right. and they don't know the hard work you put in just to feel that you got ripped off. So I, I, right. I want to stay positive and move forward, but I'm just letting you know, man, I feel your pain. I, I feel you got ripped. Yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah. People don't understand the struggle of like, you know, of a, like if, if anyone listening that, 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 that doesn't get it, it'd be like, Hey, what if you showed up to work one day and your boss went, Hey, work for free for the next two months. And then in like eight Saturdays, We'll judge you on your performance, and we'll see if you get paid double or half what you what you are expecting. And then you go and you work your ass off, and you give everything you have, and they go, uh, "We're not going to pay you double. Actually, we're going to pay you half. Sorry. See you next time. We don't know. We don't know. We'll do it again." And it's <laughs> one, yeah. you know. Nah, and it's but one. It's all of, good. Yeah, yeah, it is all good. Speaking of all good, listen, we're going to get back to the fighting in one split second because me and you yeah. were on a, a a bus ride together, and we nerded out 
over some comic book stuff. Now, did you see yeah, that Spider-Man movie, the Spider-Verse thing? I, dude, I loved it. I fucking yes, loved it. I, I knew he seen I it. it. What I tell you guys? You yeah. did say he probably. I saw thought. It. I thought it was. I thought they did a great job, man. Like I thought they did a great job with each character. Yes. You could tell, like you you can tell when someone makes a comic book movie whether or not it's a cash grab or the people making it actually give a shit about the characters. And you could yes. tell the people making it actually gave a shit about the characters. And yes. and that's like my favorite thing to watch, man. Yes, Andre Feely. You see this? I'm not the only one. Jimmy, no, that no, is a no. love of this. Comic right, books are very popular. All right, Jimmy, I'm 20 years older than him. I know. Don't make me. Don't don't shame me, Jimmy. You like magical men? There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy goofs on me, like you said. Uh, your buddies goof on you, but that was a great. That was a great movie. The man. cartoon movie. It, it was Jimmy, but I it, was, it, was it was good. Jimmy, you I'm sure I've heard. It's, it's it's animated, but all right, it's animated, but a cartoon is a little dismissive. <laughs> yeah, it is true. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, it's funny. A full, it's, yeah. it's a full length animated feature, sir. It is true. That's a That's better true. way of saying. You're it. Probably, I, I am probably being a bit glib about it. You're right, uh, but I, I would see it just again. I've told Matt before. My friend has a song in that movie, so I, I would watch it out of respect for my friend. Okay. And uh, I heard so, it's actually really it? good. This is a group called Black Caviar. I forget the name of the song, but it's it's actually a pretty big oh, song. Well, sunflower. something danger, something danger. That song "Sunflower" from Post Malone's on there, and it's, it'll it'll change your life, Jimmy. I don't know much about Post Malone other than he plays with a lot of uh, bands on award shows. Aerosmith, and he was just with somebody else. He was with the Chili Peppers. The Chili Peppers, yeah. Well, Andre Feely. That that, uh, that that movie had a really really good soundtrack, actually. Too, you could just tell the people who made it were were they were nerds like me and Matt. Like they're nerds, but they're still in touch with like with what's actually fucking cool. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it had a good soundtrack, the music was relevant, and they really gave a shit about the characters. That's, that's pretty hard to find. So I was, I was stoked on it, man. Like, I was real stoked on it. And listen, before we talk about Miles Jury, really quick, just check out Titans. If you, if you got the DC app, I don't know if you got that. Dude, There's a show called Titans. Dude, you watch it? The DC app, man. I, I'm actually on Young Justice right now. That's my shit. Young no, Justice is my shit right now, man. I could talk to this kid all day long. You realize I could talk yeah. to him all day long about yeah. this? Hey, but you got to check out Titans, the TV, the, the show. I'm telling you, man, it's so good. Is because the trailer kind of had me shook, man. It was kind of, kind of wasn't looked like it wasn't yeah. going to be good, man. But well, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I trust you. Watch an episode. Watch two episodes, and then give it a shot. Trust me, man. I'm digging okay. it. If you like hey, any man, of those, yeah, Marvel Netflix ones, like the the hardcore ones, it's like that, but DC, and it's yeah. so good, so good. Yeah, that that new Punisher, that new Punisher is pretty fucking good too. I've been watching that. It's actually it's a little corny some parts, but yeah. I think I think overall it's like. Uh, it's it's really good, and the guy who plays Punisher, I like him as an actor. He's, he's there's a lot of it's a good time to be a nerd. Man. It sure it's, is, I, man. It's your Jimmy. I have really I love I I haven't gotten into any of these shows, but I would if it was on. I just don't have time. I mean, I'm lucky I got yeah. through the Bundy documentary. I mean, we all have heroes, oh, no. dude. I, dude, I, dude, I just watched that. Dude, I just watched that Bundy documentary with my girlfriend, and uh, I we fin let's say we finished it Wednesday. I get a text on Thursday, babe. Everywhere I look, I see guys who look like Ted Bundy. Oh, I go, yeah, babe. That's, those are I go. Those are middle-aged white guys. They're everywhere. That's like, right. That's the, that's the scariest scary. part about Ted Bundy. He just looks like a regular fucking dude. And then you had to explain why you had no passenger seat in your Volkswagen. That's what the worst part. <laughs> <of> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> now listen, you're fighting Miles Jury, who's a very, very dangerous yes, he is. guy, despite what yeah. your teammate did to him. Right, Chad Mendes. Well, I mean, Chad, Chad, Chad Mendes is one of the most explosive dudes. I think that I honestly think one of the most explosive, most athletic dudes in in the for, in the featherweight division ever. So it's like 
he could basically catch anyone. That's not a representation, man. You can watch Miles Jerry fight a lot of other people yeah. and, and and do very well and do a lot of dangerous, tricky things. Like I, I, I haven't been preparing for I, I haven't been preparing for Miles Jerry like he's the guy that gets knocked out. I've been preparing for him like he's one of the best guys in the division, which I think he has I think he I don't know if he's necessarily ranked right now, but I think he's been around the top fifteen for for most of his career around Featherweight, you know? Like I he, he's a great fighter. He comes from a great camp. I'm not, I don't have anything bad to say about him. You know, like I, I, I've really just focused on myself this camp. Like, you know, like I, I focused on what I do well and what I do that, that, that beats him. And man, this is, I, I've never been in a better place for a camp, you know? So I, I'm actually very excited to fight someone like miles. Um, cause really the kind of guy that I am, I, I feel like I rise to the occasion, you know, like when my back's against the wall, is when I perform the best. I'm coming off a loss that I should have won, in my opinion, and now I'm jumping right back into the fire. Like this is not a a layup. This is not a uh, a, a right. Uh, this is not a this is not a softball pitch. This is not a, a a easy fight. You know, this is not a tune-up. By any, this is one of the best guys in the division, in my opinion. So, um, and I actually appreciate that. I got that that pushes me to be better. And I've had I've made more leaps and, and bounds in this fight camp than I've made in in the past couple of years. Man, I've I've done. I've made some changes and and doubled down on on things I do well, and I feel so good, man. And when you saw Michael, it was Michael Johnson you got into it with. Uh, wh- yeah. And what what happened? You guys bumped into each other. Who who kind of said something first? Were you pissed uh, off? Uh, so we were both leaving. Uh, we were we we're in Vegas. It's it's Vegas is was crazy that weekend because uh, Connor and Khabib had just fought, and then we were leaving. Uh, we're leaving a club that we just we just saw Drake perform at. So there's like. A lot of energy in the room, and, and I didn't realize it was him, so I walked by him. And kind of without thinking about it, I walked by him, and I just went, oh, fuck you, Mike. And I, <laughs> I just, like, I didn't really, I didn't really see, realize it was him, so I was walking <laughs> past him, and I just went, hey, fuck you, Mike. And, and so I kept walking, you know, and he got all loud and crazy, and uh, he got all loud and crazy and, and acted like he was going to run out. He was doing that thing that uh, people do where they're like, hey, hold me back, hold me back, yeah. you know, that thing. And he was being real loud. I knew, I mean, there's a bunch of cops, there's a bunch of security guards. I know that we're not going to fight. He's just getting loud to be loud. And I just kind of smile at him and go, you know, fuck you, you're not doing, you're not going to do anything. And, uh, and so he sees that his, his act isn't working on me. So one of my buddies that I'm with was just a normal guy, but he actually used to fight as well. He's a, he was a, a pro locally here in Sacramento. Uh, he runs, he runs around the whole group of the whole commotion and runs around to my friend to try to bully him. And he and my friend just goes fuck you, and he goes what'd you say to me? What'd you say to me? What'd you say to me? And he runs up, and my friend stands his ground, very calmly smiles in his face, and goes, "I said fuck you," and then Mike didn't do anything. That was it. He just he realized he wasn't going to bully anybody, and the whole thing fizzled out. And we walked away and laughed. And there was a bunch of security guards and cops that got in the middle of us. And I just put my hands up and said, "I fucking I own you, Mike. Every time you see me, I'm going to put my hands up because I beat you. I'm going to put my fucking hands in the air." And I walked off. And uh, and that was it. <laughs> Looking back, there was probably really no need for it. Um, what can I say? I'm I'm growing as a person. I'm trying to be better. <laughs> I, was still, I was still I was still real real pissed off. Um, if I saw Mike now, I'd probably put my hand out and and uh, own 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 my own my end of it. Like there was really no reason for it. But in the moment, I was fucking pissed. I was ready to fight. Had there have not been had there have not been a bunch of cops and security in the middle of us, you probably would have seen Feely Johnson too. But uh, it's just all positive, man. I, I really, I really love this shit, man. Like the way I grew up, 
just how, how I grew up, the, the shit that I come from, like, I love confrontation. I love fighting. I love commotion and ruckus and fucking, uh, Interesting. and, and I, I love it, man. It's, it, it's, um, you know, it, it's, I love the sport. I, I love fighting. I, I love putting on a show for people and I'm just excited that I get to do it, man. Like that, that's really been, that's really been a big part of, um, it's really been a big part of, of, of this camp is like remembering how much I love this shit and, and, and really, and really just doubling down on some things, you know? Well, Andre, you know, you say uh, where you come from and how you came up. What do you mean by that? What kind of place did you come from? Um, yeah, I grew up, I grew up, uh, it, it was pretty rough, you know? Other people had it much worse than me, I'm sure. But, um, but uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I grew up in a, in a situation where, you know, my dad was always in and out of jail going to prison, you know, my, like, there was a lot of, there was drugs around, there was a lot of domestic violence between my dad and my mom, and, and, and we actually, we were in, we were in Seattle, and then we moved from Seattle to Northern California to kind of try to get away from the trouble, and, um, and then, and then once we moved away from the trouble, I sort of became the trouble, you know what I mean, sure. like, I started, go, I started, you know, by like, by like the age of like 13, or, yeah, probably 13, 14, you know, we were out running around, getting in trouble, getting in fights. Uh, do, doing a bunch of stuff that you're not supposed to be doing when you're 13, you know, like, uh, and, and there was a lot of bullshit going on at home. So it was like, when I left the house, I just stayed gone. You know, I spent even, you know, I, I spent four or five nights out of the week away from my house and just, you know, we, we were doing all kinds of shit. I think back now I'm like, dude, like, right. like I have a, thir- like I have a 13 year old sister and like, I can't tell the stories of the stuff. Like, I can't talk about what I was doing at 13 in front of my 13-year-old sister because I'm just like, dude, yeah. there's no way I could, like, we, like I, we were just, there was, it was, like, just a lot of partying, a lot of drugs, a lot of fights, a lot of violence, like, home was chaos, and, yeah. and I think when you grow up in that situation, you know, of, like, of, 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 of just being fucking broke and, and, and having violence in the household, and then you leave the house and you find, you know, you find some more violence and you find drugs and you have you have the people who look out for you, you know, sort of adopt you when you're out running around. Like Good. they might mean well, but they, they're probably not, they're probably not instilling the best habits in you either. You know? So like it, it becomes this thing where you almost sort of like, uh, you almost invite it. Like you almost uh, enjoy, you enjoy that compensation, you know, which I think all of us have a little bit if you're a fighter, you know, but, yeah. um, but yeah, there's, that's definitely something that I've, I've, I've sort of made peace with. And instead of letting it, um, be a negative thing. I've sort of, you know, created it in, in the, into a positive thing and just used it as fuel, man. Like I get to fight people for a living. Like what else would you, you know, what else would you rather do than fight people on TV for a living? That's all I wanted to do when I was a kid, you know, you got the right career choice for sure. <laughs> you made yeah. the right career choice. And again, I'm sure Uriah and, um, team alpha male and the martial arts in general helped get you on the right, uh, track. Cause you seem like a real level headed dude. Like, yeah. you know, you're, you're a good dude. You don't seem like a mean spirited guy and it's good that you got through those tough times man did the martial arts help you with that sorry guys give me one second i'm juggling like fucking 10 things at once i just got done with practice my dog my dog is going crazy come here (laughs) i got a roof and and i got a and i got a roofer here uh to to do something on the house so give me one no we'll let you go dude we're we're wrapping up anyway it's okay we just uh we want to just promote your fight Uh, against uh miles jury man to answer your question, uh, if it wasn't for martial arts, yeah, man, I really think I'd be, I'd be in prison or, or working some dead end job, and 
and uh, martial arts has helped me turn a bunch of self-destructive tendencies into a bunch of um, a bunch of tendencies that 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 I've used as as something to to get paid and and to to have a platform to talk to kids who uh, who grow up like me. You know, I, sometimes I go to like juvenile halls or or um, like I talk to kids at, at at like continuation schools or at-risk youth and and shit like that. And you know, I'm 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 trying to pay it forward a little bit. I'm trying to trying to be a better person every day. You know, I feel like I've made a lot of improvements, but I'm I'm just trying to keep the trying to keep the good vibes going. You know. All right, buddy. Well, listen, man. We enjoy watching you fight a lot. I'd love to see a rematch between you two if uh, if this uh, jury's uh, jury fight goes the way you want it to go. So I, I don't know if you'd be interested. Yeah, in that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely interested in it, but at this point, man, it's like I'm just taking it as it comes. I'm not looking past Miles Jury. Like the only thing that's on my mind is is fighting in in seven days, man, and in six days. I just I'm gonna put on the greatest performance of my career yet, man, and I'm just so thankful and focused and. And I just, I feel good, man. I feel good. <laughs> awesome, man. Hey, man, I'll see you out there, dude. I'll be out there with Aljo Sterling. Oh, so. yeah. We'll, uh, we'll talk comic books for sure. <laughs> for sure, man. All right, buddy. Good talking to you, Andre. Thank you, guys. Thanks, good. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Hey, anytime. Good luck, man. Later, Andre. Later. Yeah, yeah, I like I him told a lot. you, man. I can talk to that kid all day yeah, long. Yeah, I like him that. a lot. You know what I mean? We got a lot in common with that. Oh, well, today was fun. I had a great time, Jimmy. Me too, you buddy. Know? I, I'm, I'm, it's a shame it has to end. Yeah, I'm going to go home and nap. Another hour? You want to talk? On the phone. On the way home on the phone. I'll call you once I get home. We'll FaceTime. I would love that. All right, Jimmy. I'm going to go. You want to plug anything? I'm doing a bunch of gigs. I'm going to be at the Stress Factory in New Jersey Memorial Day weekend. I also have uh, San Francisco Cobbs coming up, Rochester coming up. Bunch of stuff. Go to jimnorton.com and you can come see me live. That's so awesome, Jimmy. I'm going to be with Aljo Sterling in Phoenix. Phoenix, Arizona, isn't it? It's yep. Phoenix, Arizona. I'm yeah. so excited. This Sunday. Man. This Sunday. We'll I have will, a show Thursday. Too, I'll be there. Place, I'm making an appearance, Jimmy, somewhere. Good. No, I'm not. I got nothing to say. I'm just going to be hanging out with Aljo. But if you see me, you can say hi. And also, uh, a bunch of guys c- competed um, from uh, from Laura MMA and uh, at my place, too. There are some guys uh, at, at uh, and, and also Jenny, Jenny Liddell. Uh, Nadell, I'm sorry. Jenny Nadell. Just one over the weekend in kickboxing. I want to give her a shout out. And my buddy Jason Rao went for the Abu Dhabi trials. He came up a little short, even though he submitted like four or five guys, whatever it was. But uh, he's still the uh, the pride of my school. I want to give him a shout out. So, hey, man, that's awesome. it, Jimmy. And I'll see you in a couple of days. Yes, buddy. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. All right. Now, remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, radio.com slash UFC Unfiltered or wherever you get your shows. Not my business. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.